Hello and welcome to the 45th episode of the Fun Filtered Podcast. I'm Jordan and I'm joined as always by Sam. Hello. And we are recording from the heart of Rebel Headquarters. Sam, what have I just put on the table? What have you just put on the table? Yeah. Nothing that I can see. How about now? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jordan has just, well not handed me, slammed down onto the table... And almost entirely eaten. <laughs> yeah, I had to eat something on the way here. <laughs> Block. Oh, no, you drove you. What do you mean? You, you, you eat it as you drive. No, no. I've, okay. eaten, I've eaten it. Okay. I, I ate it prior to... Dairy milk orange. Yes. Infused with real orange oil. Yes. Yeah, okay. What's your point? My point is, it's still <laughs> happening. Do you think I've, I'm disputing that there exists orange flavoured chocolate no you're disputing that it doesn't mean anything what does this mean what you've just handed me it means that it's still happening therefore whatever well I don't know how new this is because it's clear there's not much left of it it says new on it yeah but it's 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 new it's it's printed on it yeah so whenever you you could have bought this 10 years ago and it's still have new on it well I didn't buy it 10 years ago did I so? no I know just that. for one thing it's yeah. the new logo okay. that only came out All right. like a but week ago or you will admit to the fallacy of saying, oh, it's got new on it when it's printed on it. I don't know. If it was like a sticker, then maybe you could go, oh, well, you just stuck a sticker on there. But it's printed onto the packaging. In 10 years' time, will this not be on the packet? Yes, but in 10 years' time, <laughs> it won't be new. Whereas it's new now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the, the new in and of itself does not prove that it's new. I don't know. I feel like it's, it doesn't. I feel like it's rather conclusive that this is new. How is that conclusive? <laughs> because it says new if it said, on the package. If it said new 2021, it'd be like holding a newspaper. Oh, do you have to be, Do you? does it have to be specified to that degree? No, no, listen. Like if, I, some, no, like no, if, listen. Like if somebody brought like a baby over, it's like, oh, yes. look, it's a new baby. You'd yeah. go, I don't, I don't no, trust no. that. Listen, I believe you that this is new. Okay. Well, all then I'm, why are we arguing? All, all I'm arguing is that the fact it has new printed on it yes. is not proof that it's new. One day. Because one day it will still have new printed on yes. it and it will not be new. One day. Yes. That day not being today. I agree. Yes. Yes. So why are we fighting? Because you said it's, it is new because look, it has new printed on it. Yes. All I'm saying is while I believe you that it is new, that is not in and of itself proof. Would you deny that the bar is new? But you're changing. No, 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 no. You're changing no, the no. parameters of the conversation. No, no. Would you deny that the bar is new? No. Would you deny that the fact that it says new on it confirms? It sort of it proves. I would deny that. Currently, yes. I would deny that, that. it is new. I would okay. deny that. Yes. Regardless. Okay. Regardless. There. Yes. Regardless. <laughs> well, I've that. God knows what that's going to sound like. But regardless. <laughs> well, it's spiked. It's sp- it, it burst out the. Uh... <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've liquefied it on impact. <laughs> but yeah. So dairy milk. Yes. There is now dairy milk orange. Just yeah. a bar of dairy milk and okay. it's orange flavoured. There is yes. also a bar of galaxy. Yes. That is orange flavoured. Uh-huh. The titans have now fallen. Right. Before it was like niche stuff. Mm. Like they did, you know, like seasonal. Like, fallen, okay. Yeah, like Maltese or bunnies. Yeah. Like, you know, they only come up every now and again, but they were like orange infused and mm-hmm. you had like biscuits which mm. had, like, blood orange in them. So it was like, oh, okay, you know, it's kind of like, you know... And Twirl, like, Twirl is a big thing in its own right, but it's just like... Right, well, it's Cadbury. Yeah, it's like yeah. just like one of the arms okay. of, of Cadbury, whereas, no, bog standard... The prototypical chocolate. Prototypical yeah. dairy milk okay. has now fallen. It's interesting that that's how you're phrasing it. Not jumped on the bandwagon, not... 
<laughs> I kind of uh, conformed, fallen. It's though it as though the, t- the orange chocolate thing is some sort of plague. But that's the thing, Sam. Like two is a coincidence. Three oh, here we go. is a pattern. Here we go. This, this is an invasion. <laughs> you, there but, are too but many. I would say. I, I mean, I know you fairly well, and given how much is left, yeah. you like chocolate orange. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> so I'd rather com- enjoyed it, I must say. <laughs> so why are you complaining? I'm, I, right, because something ha- like something is causing this, isn't it? Okay, you, right. I think, again, we, we risk kind of shifting the terms of our disagreement. Right. I think if you listen back to the old episodes where we've talked about Yeah, this is a callback, by the way, in case anybody doesn't know. This is unbelievably a recurring theme. (laughs) Um, I've never denied that there may be something that has triggered Mm. this. I'm just saying it's kind of nothing sinister or shady. Okay. I, I believe I said... Maybe a couple did it and it was successful. Mm. And now everyone's like, oh yeah, why don't we, like just companies mimicking each other. Yeah. So they are connected in that way. There Mm. is a pattern, if you like. Yes. But it's as simple as that. I don't think there's anything deeper like suddenly we've discovered something about the nature of orange (laughs) (laughs) and its application in chocolate. But would you deny that if they did discover something sinister in the nature of orange Mm -hmm. that they could use to exploit people in some capacity... They would be doing the same thing that they're doing now, i.e. putting orange in everything they could and just releasing it to the public. In that incredibly narrow hypothetical, no, I do not deny that. Okay. So, uh, that's we're, kind of, so we're agreed <laughs> kind of a leading, Something is a A bit of a leading question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Lord of the Good Wife. You're not going to get me on. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, they knew that. They knew, they, they knew to time the release of this bar. So that you <laughs> yeah. would be watching The Good Knife, so that you wouldn't good believe... It's not The Good Knife, it's The oh, Good Wife. I, I don't know what I said. <laughs> the Good Knife. But you wouldn't believe me. Therefore, yeah. no action would be taken. Therefore, they are left undisturbed in their insidious mm. agenda. Do you know what's most interesting about this conspiracy? What? Is that we appear to f- somehow, for some reason, be at the centre of it. <laughs> yeah. They've timed it so that I'm watching a legal drama. Yeah. So I can cast reasonable doubt. Well, we were never always at the centre of this conspiracy. But now we are, because you brought it up. Because I brought it up. Right. I was the person who brought this to the attention of the public. Yeah. So they are now trying to silence me. Right. So the first, like line of I'm like, the vanguard basically yeah I'm, if I can stop you yeah they don't have to worry about it yes exactly okay. right I, I mean I don't know how they managed to corral me into watching The Good Wife when I did it's been on my watch list for a very long time well I don't claim to know everything Sam <laughs> don't you no okay. but I do know that something's going on something must be going on <laughs> right okay like if I lived in Nazi Germany oh god and for whatever reason, I was completely oblivious to Hitler and his agenda and the Nazi party. And Sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still aware, but I was noticing yeah. that the Jews was like disappearing and vast numbers off the streets. <laughs> You'd be the only guy, <laughs> the only guy in Nazi Germany going on like, something is going on. <laughs> but I, no, don't, I don't know what. That's exactly my point. I wouldn't just go, well, the Jews are disappearing. I'm yeah. noticing that that's a pattern. But because I don't know what that could possibly mean, mm. I guess it's nothing sinister. But of course, in your example, everyone else does know what's going on. No, my, in my example, yeah. the, pur- the purpose, the porpoise. The uh, porpoise of your example. The porpoise of my example <laughs> yes. is that... Just because I don't know all the facts, it yeah. doesn't mean that I am acting irrationally. 
by claiming that there was something sinister going on. Because it in Nazi Germany, yeah. something sinister was going on. Yeah, but everyone... So if I was in Nazi Germany and if I'd noticed the Jews were disappearing and I thought something sinister was going on, yeah. I would have been correct. Yes, but again, in the Nazi Germany scenario, yeah. everyone else does know what's going on. Okay. Or at least most other people know what's going on. Yes. So I assume you're not extrapolating it that far. That like you're the all the rest of us know what's going on, mm. but you don't. I assume you're not. No, no, no. Okay, no. So it is just the fact that you sense something going on. Yes. Okay. I think it is irrational to to assign it to something sinister. Okay. <laughs> I think it, it it's it's fairly empirical actually to notice there's a pattern. Yeah. But I don't think it's rational to go. There's a pattern, <laughs> and it's a malicious one. Okay. I think that that's the leap of faith you're making. Right. The leap of bad faith. But the thing is, if I assume foul play, yeah, and there is no foul play afoot, yeah, then I will be pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, this 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 proliferation mm. of chocolate orange has happened, and there's nothing bad about that. Okay, great, I get to enjoy it now. Whereas if I was right mm. and foul play is afoot, then I will have been right. This just feels. Whereas like- if I'm just like, oh, I guess it's a good thing there's chocolate orange, and yeah. then it turns out that there's something sinister afoot. Mm-hmm. then they've caught me off guard. They've won. You know when I was talking about Project 2000? Yeah. And I... Oh, yeah, how's that going, by the way? Well, it's not, is it? No. <laughs> and I suggested that it, it may be betraying something, some kind of weird Freudian need to climb back into the womb mm. of, of nostalgia in the past. Yeah. I think all this, to me, displays is a potential psychopathic expression of pessimism. Okay. This is just your way. Because it's like, look, if I assume... <laughs> that something bad is going on with the chocolate yeah. then I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's not yeah I think this this psychosis here okay or neurosis at the very least right okay yeah look I'm uh, this is your intervention okay. I, I, we've been talking about it no Sam you need to be on my side or they win or they win okay well how far do I let you go Jord <laughs> well, is, are people going to get hurt if I don't well, stop you now? Dairy Milk and Galaxy have fallen. What's left? What, right. what frontier? What bastion yeah. remains on the defensive? In chocolate? In chocolate, yeah. Mars? I, yeah, I don't think there's Orange Mars. Yeah, Snickers, um, you know? No, yeah. Well, like, there's individual bars. I'm talking more about, like, the overall... Like, Dairy Milk and Galaxy. Yeah, the companies. The companies, yeah. Well, the Mars own Galaxy. Um... Do you know what? I'm not entirely certain. They might do. That, that would make sense, given yeah. the naming conventions. Maybe, yeah. Um, I think so, right? I genuinely... Like, yeah. they're the big two competitors. It Mars might, actually, it might be Mars. Yeah. I think the big three are Cadbury, Mars, and Nestle, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, Nestle. What chocolate? They do Kit Kat, but what else do they do? Oh, uh, they do um, Milky Bar. Milky Bar. Which do they, is un- do they do Kinder Eggs? Is that Nestle? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, Milky Bar is probably unlikely... Yeah, to go, go orange, orange anyway, yeah. because just white chocolate and orange. Although Terry's chocolate orange, even Terry's chocolate orange. That was orange first, though. Like that—that's not part of the trend, surely. Well, it, no, that's the, all it ever was. No, it's—it's it's doing the same thing. It's just flipped it. So rather than being chocolate that's adding orange, right? It's stripping orange from itself now. It was orange, but it's adding other flavors. Actually, no. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Oh, a rare moment of clarity. No, <laughs> my point is. Yeah. That white chocolate and orange don't mix, but Terry's chocolate orange have done that, and it's like it's fine, right? It's a bit odd, but okay. it's like not distractingly odd. Mm. A bit sweet, okay, but it's not odd. Mm-hmm. So Nestle could be in trouble, right? 
But yeah, I like Kit Kat's already gone. I think. Yeah, Kit Kat, yeah, yeah, Kit Kat's years been gone. Yeah, yeah, Kit Kat's years been ago. gone for ages. Um, Maltesers. Well, the bunnies, Malteser bunnies. Okay, uh, they do orange, but they, they do don't. Just, uh, in terms of like normal Maltesers, no, Maltesers are safe at the okay. moment. Okay, I don't know. Do you think maybe? With in with lockdown, mm. there's more of an appetite for chocolate generally, and so they're experimenting and expanding. Oh, it's possible, yeah. Yeah, that's not sinister, is it? Well, we don't know why. Do you consider capitalism sinister? In, in what respect? Generally speaking, I know you're not one of those. You I'm don't. not one of those. No. Yeah. Then I think we're fine. Okay. Well, I'm 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 not oblivious to the fact that capitalism can be exploited for sinister gain. Of course. But I'm also not one of those, like, down with capitalism. It just doesn't work. No. I, but I think another element of this is the Woody Allen thing. Of, you don't want to be part of any club that would have you as a member. Because, again, you like chocolate orange. Yeah. But you're rallying against it. Not ra- It's proliferation. I'm not rallying against it. I, just <laughs> I, want- I don't like getting things I like. <laughs> What's happening? I just want to know that it's okay, you know? I think it's fine, George. You think, though. That's not a confirmation. Yeah, but you you think as well, don't you? You don't know it's bad. I don't know it's not. But we're... I would say... Right, okay. Well, given how you're talking, I would say you're leaning more towards it being a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm leaning more towards it being a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I'd need a bit more evidence. Right. I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the the existence of dairy milk orange, that's not sufficient. Evidence. Not sufficient to evidence prove that speaking. something insidious is going on. There. Right, okay. Hmm. Okay. I need more. What, you haven't even emailed them yet. Email them. Ask them what's going on. No, yeah. I'll just I'll just turn up at yeah. the enemy fortress going, hey, I know some of the facts. No, email them. But that's what I'm basically doing. I'm opening myself <laughs> no, up. Right. I'm opening myself up to be like, hi, I'm I'm on to you, but I don't I don't know enough to do anything about it. So why, I guess now is the that? time to take advantage. Surely you just say, Hello, Cadbury's. Yeah. I'm uh, a very avid customer. <laughs> <laughs> at, the moment, at the moment, rabbit. You could say your best, <laughs> your best customer. customer. I've been noticing there's been a lot more. There've been a lot more chocolate orange products, and I just want to say thank you. What inspired you to go in this direction? Because it, it does. I've noticed the pattern. <laughs> there's a trend. I just want to say thank you. Why? Thank you. Why? Um, and maybe they'll get back to you with a perfectly innocuous, you know, explanation. Well, they would, wouldn't they? They would want me to stop. But what would it take to prove to you that it's fine? I don't, like, given how stubborn you were with the, it's saying new on the packaging, not necessarily denoting that it's new. I'm I don't know. That, I'm I, surprised that you're giving me such a hard time I don't know this. how that is contentious in any way. <laughs> because you're, you're really, really trying to back me into a corner here where I have to concede defeat. <laughs> I'm not And yet the stubbornness that you displayed, I don't see how that... Basically, okay. frankly, Sam, I think you're being a bit of a hypocrite right now. Am I being a hypocrite? Yeah. Do you think I'm wrong about the new thing on the packet? I think that you're using that as a shield. <laughs> Against what? Me? Okay. <laughs> but what do you think my agenda is? To stop talking about this. No, 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 no. My agenda is to g- keep you sane. Okay. I don't want innocent people getting Fra- hurt. Well, bloody good job you're doing. No, I know. I know. Moment. My only agenda... Yeah, is to sort of vet you. Right. It's to kind of Rorschach test you. Okay. It's like, are you okay to be let back out into society? <laughs> right. Or are you going to come over one day, say something like, man, the mayonnaise is chocolate and I'm going to have to sit on you <laughs> and call somebody. Right. That's a, I just, I've got the, the health of the greater public. Well, that, that's my If interest. the mayonnaise does turn chocolate, yeah. or at least chocolate orange. Orange, yeah. 
would you not believe me then? No. At least if we're sticking to the world of confectionery, I can understand. Like, I can... Your ignorance could just pass as, like, right. oh, I don't see what you see. Right. But if it's, like, bleeding into the world of, like, condiments... Yeah. And just non... Like, it doesn't make sense that this is chocolate orange at all. Mm-hmm. Like, chocolate orange knives or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Surely then... I would consider it unusual, but it, it would still be quite a leap to assign it to something nefarious. I don't know. <laughs> really? If all, what could they possibly if be doing? If all food is becoming chocolate orange, are you seriously going to go, ah, oh, there's nothing wrong with that? Not when it's an option. If, if it was like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Or like some sort of assimilate kind of thing. Yeah. Like Cyberman. Mm. If that was what was happening, like they were replacing. Yeah. Normal chocolate, uh, dairies, dairy milk, mm. chocolate bars with orange. Yeah. Then it might be an issue. Okay. But if it's just an extra choice, well, that's welcome fa- to the West. That's phase two, Sam. We're, all, we're only in phase one at the okay. moment. Okay. They, they, so they're introducing it all, then gradually they'll start depleting the pre existing chocolate. You'll notice it. You'll all notice right. It I'll tell you what, if that does start happening, if they start discontinuing brands, mm. so only ch- our orange remains, yeah. I will jump onto your side of the fence. Okay. And we will. I will commit energy and resources to investigating it. Okay. But in the meantime, by maybe then, send off an email to Dairy Milk. By then, it'll be too late, Sam. What, it'll be too late. We'll already be losing them. Okay. What do you think is the, could possibly be the worst outcome of this? That there is something about that combination on a chemical level. Yeah. That is like dangerous. In what way dangerous? Well, lethal could be one thing. It's killing us. It could be killing us. It could. To be... what end? To ki- destroy the customer base. No, to... In fact, it would only destroy the people who eat their the brands. Yes. So that seems like a bad business decision. At the moment. But if all chocolate is replaced with chocolate orange, people will have no choice but to buy chocolate orange. No, but I'm saying that the people... There are people who buy chocolate and people who don't. Mm. And if you're killing all the people that buy chocolate, it's not all of a sudden like the people who don't are going to go, well... That role has to be filled. Mm. I'll now buy chocolate. Yeah. The chocolate companies are just no, go bankrupt. There will be people in the world who no matter what won't buy chocolate. And yes. do you know who those people are, Sam? Go on. Vegans. Yeah. How do we know this is Oh, it's isn't, just saying they're behind it. How do we know this isn't a vegan conspiracy? Vegans of... Would you, do you want to live in a world run solely by vegans? No, I don't. No. But are you... Su- and yet that's the world that <laughs> that's we're definitely happening. from. Yeah. <laughs> are you suggesting that they've um, penetrated the ranks of Cadbury's? So the well, CEO you, is now like a, a, a mole, well, I mean, like, 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 a, we, like the Americans. We, we, well, yeah, we're watching the Americans okay. at the moment about Russian sleeper agents. Stakes, stakes are a bit higher. <laughs> Living in the stakes. I don't know, the death of every non-vegan, that feels like a pretty high, like, yeah. high risk thing. So that's what we've stakes. arrived at. See, this is the, the mark of a true paranoia. Like, <laughs> that I, we've just sort of arrived at this through kind of riffing. Well, and now you're like, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it was all along. It was the <laughs> vegan thing. Because, yeah, you think of it. They kill off all the people that aren't vegan, mm. and then all the animals can frolic and roam free. Yeah. Yeah. I'm treating, rather than treating your words as a clear attempt to get me to shut up, <laughs> I'm using them as devil advocates. So through your dismissal, yes, I've arrived at, oh yes, it makes sense that, yeah, vegans don't buy chocolate. So, got a point there, so I've Sam. unwittingly led you further into your delusion. Yeah. See you, what happens. See, you just admitted it was a delusion. See what happens, you when, just admit see what happens when you don't fight me? Okay. We end up with results. We we haven't ended up with a result, really, have we? <laughs> we kind of We've have. ended up with a sort of an idea. Yeah, which is more than what we had going into. Which this I'll be honest, at, at most is a sketch, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> more than a legitimate. This is what might really be happening. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> well, we've, we've you know, if nothing else, we've got a stat. There you go. Okay. Okay. Which is more than what we had when we began. It is. Yes. Right. Coming up shortly, <laughs> but um, I just want to clarify one thing before we do the coming up. Oh, yes, yeah. In the last episode, we were talking about the relationship between Millie Bobby Brown and Drake very passingly. Oh, yeah. And uh, that it was kind of weird. And he has a reputation of kind of texting underage girls and all that. Yeah. Something about peeing? And I mentioned him, yeah, like very flippantly, oh, you know, he isn't the peeing and all that. That's actually R. Kelly. Okay. Um, R. Kelly's really into peeing. He's well just, urinating, just urinating in general on women, oh, well, on girls. Okay, yeah. As far as yeah, at the moment I think he's in prison for human trafficking. Oh, right. And, and <laughs> okay, child pornography, like all the bad things. Yeah, he's the Albert Fish of rape, basically. Right. Okay, but what allegedly, make, what does that make Albert Fish? The Albert Fisher. Well, he was a serial killer, wasn't he? Oh primarily. yeah, no, he didn't rape, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did rape. Yeah, Albert yeah, he Fish. raped them and then ate them. Yeah, yeah. R. Kelly He's, hasn't done that. No, no, he hasn't done that. He's the prototypical killer, isn't he? Because all of like the weird, or oh, they burned things when they were a kid, yeah. and they tortured animals. He's done all of that. Right. He was into like urine, water sports, okay. and eating like nails and poop. <laughs> water sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if, if you're into jet skiing or surfing, are you you're certified certifiable. <laughs> As we said the other day, the two things of which you are a connoisseur are chocolate and porn. Mm. Are you telling me that you don't know what water sports is euphemistically? <laughs> well, it would be nice to be reminded. Well, peeing. Is in, that in it? a sexual way. Oh, is that just... Oh, is that it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you were allowed... No, that's drinking it, isn't it? I don't know what the technical term for it okay. is. But I, I, I thought there was sports. more to it than just peeing on people. Well, what more could it be? I don't know. That's why I want. I, I to think. Know. I think. I mean, sure. There's like, there's a range of things one can do in that arena, mm. but I'm pretty sure basically water sports applies to peeing in a sexual context. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's actually R. Kelly. That it's not Drake. Okay. I I I confuse my alleged alleged pederasts. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad that we've got we've that cleared that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny. I, I won't say who, because someone sent me an email yes, saying, yeah. a listener and a friend of ours pointed, yeah. pointed it out. Hello, friend. Um, hello, friend. <laughs> uh, pointing it out. And he said to me, you've mixed up Drake and Chris Brown. So even he confused. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the, even the, he the didn't culprit. know what was going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Because Chris Brown, I think abusive wasn't he to Rihanna I don't know right, if he has okay. wider crimes than that there's a thing in like hip hop or something yeah. right? I don't know what it is yeah it's almost as if that kind of that like, culture that culture yeah. inspires indeed well bad, I don't bad know bad behaviour in people yeah yeah should we do the coming up then okay coming up on today's episode I have another question about poop and pee gets involved as well I have a question about Doom Eternal and art in the digital world we have a lyrical debate not like a, a, a song-like debate. We, we have a debate about lyrics. The brouhaha involving Tanahisi Coates and Jordan Peterson. What are white stories? What are black stories? What are gay stories? Etc. Our reaction to the reaction to the death of Prince Philip. And the review of Palm Springs. What? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, alright. Being whimsical. Okay. Okay, to start off with, I've got a question for you. Ooh, okay. It pertains to poop again. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> um, hey, you've got so your, you've say, got your hobby horse. I've had my fun, now you're going <laughs> like, to go back to poop, okay. You know you poop a lot, as we said. Uh, so you say. Okay. Well, okay, because we, we were debating about it, and... 
yeah, hotly contested <laughs> subject hotly this is. contested and you know saying is it too quick after you've eaten and then yeah and what was the average digestion time six to eight uh, hours six to eight it? hours is considered healthy yeah and it's a generally speaking you go maybe two hours or three hours after you've eaten right okay, here, okay. Right? if it is indeed the meal you've just eaten mm. so my question is yeah before you go to poop mm. how compelled do you feel to do it okay like you get that first tingle of as i said gravitational potential energy okay but how drastically does it need to express itself? How much is it prairie dogging? Is there? What? As in, for most people, right? If I'm out and about, yeah. and maybe I feel like I could reasonably poop, mm. I will generally wait until I go home. Okay. Right? Okay. Like a whole day. I can wait a whole day and then just do it at the end of the day. Why? Why do you wait? Well, no, but that's the thing. It's not like I'm really trying not to go. Mm. I'm, I've just never needed to go enough that it can't wait a little bit till I get mm. home. Yeah. On the, except very rare instances where I've had a bad stomach or whatever. Mm. But you never do that. So that that's my question. Never mind the regularity of it. Mm. What's with, how badly do you need to do it when the need arises? What are you, what answer are you hoping for? Not necessarily well, what I'm, answer. I'm, I'm what, what, the, what, what is the resolution you're hoping for? I'm trying to get to the bottom. Whether well, you have a health issue, George. <laughs> right. We know you've got a mental health well, issue, it's clearly. Not, it's not your responsibility, is it? Well, my friend. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of, well, it's not my responsibility. <laughs> it's my duty. Well, yeah, it is my responsibility. Yeah, but, but I don't understand why it has to take up airtime. It's my duty. Your, your duty, yeah. yeah. I don't understand why it has to take up airtime on the podcast. You going, I don't think you're okay. If we had three film reviews to do, mm. maybe I wouldn't have brought it up. Okay. But we don't. We don't. <laughs> so, I'm again, talking about we came into podcast. this podcast having nothing. Nothing. I had that yeah. chocolate orange thing. Yeah. And apparently you had this. Yep. And it's all, like, God knows where we're going from here. Indeed. Um, so I want a damn answer. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I just don't see why I, I should hold it in. I mean, like, in terms of, like, being over here... Yeah. We will, like... On days where we're recording the podcast, that it messes with the schedule a bit. Uh, but, like, I'll come over typically, like, 7 o'clock in the afternoon... Uh, in the evening. Yes. Uh, there is no 7 o'clock in the afternoon. There isn't. Okay. Hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, there's nothing to no. it. Um, yeah, I'll come. I'll come over at seven. We'll talk for a little bit, and then yeah. like eight, nine o'clock, we'll order food. Yep. Then we'll eat like whenever when it comes, like mm-hmm. an hour later, um, and then we'll like watch TV most of that time. Mm-hmm. We'll have conversations in between, mm-hmm. but we'll watch TV until like three in the morning. Yep. And then I go home. Yes. So if I hold it in mm-hmm. until I go home, I could be holding it in for like four hours. Yeah, but that's normal. That's what is, I'm saying. Is it normal, though? Well, when digestion time is six to eight hours, yeah. this is obviously abnormal, isn't it? Okay. So, no, my question is, how badly do you need to do it? Right. When you need to do it? No, it's it's rare that it's like, oh, I have to go now. Okay. Like, typically, I'm doing it for your benefit. I'm, I'm For my benefit? Like, yeah, I'm like, well, I could just hold it in, but why would I do that? How is that for my benefit? Well, it's like, oh, if, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of, a little bit of fat will will make its way out. As I'm yeah. trying to, like, clench. Um, I don't... Jordan, I think it's pretty clear that I don't mind that. Okay. <laughs> it's actually... I saw an article the other day. Apparently, it's healthy if you fart a lot. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, is that, oh, is that your excuse? No. No, I was doing it way before I knew it was supposed to be healthy. <laughs> right, okay. But uh, that's, a, you know, a benefit. Okay. Um... I don't care if you let well, as long as they're not f- filthy. Well, they might be. If, okay. if there's like, well, you got to. T- if there's let, like let poop one waiting go. in the wings, yes, 
then it might not be filthy. It might be filthy. Yeah, we got to let one go. And, and also there's, there's the risk. I don't think I'm, I'm that old yet, but there's also the risk that a fart can lead to more <laughs> than a fart. You know? Okay, so it's quite bad then. You say no, it's not bad. It's it's not like oh, this is this is a, this is happening now. Man the barricades. <laughs> right. It's not that kind of affair. Yeah. Um, Do you poop as soon as you feel like you could? Then no. Oh, so you, like, you wait a little bit. Well, it's a, like I'm not always. Actually, that's not true. I am usually in the proximity of a toilet. Yeah, because I'm just in someone's house, either your yeah. house or my house. Yeah. Um. Well, it's just a matter of comfort, isn't it? Like, why would I be uncomfortable for, like, three hours? Yeah, but this is... Right, I I don't want to, like, mislead you by thinking that I make myself uncomfortable by holding in poop. Mm. Never. If it's uncomfortable, I will go. Mm. But I think most people are able to, like... On a night out, for instance. Like, I don't need... I'll wait till I get home. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm. I never wait... Yeah, I never, like, make myself ill by waiting. Yes. It's just, like... I go at the end of the day. Let's get into this. I either go, I generally either go at the end of the day. My or, little routine. Yeah, yeah, or before I bathe. Okay. I have, I have a poop and then I have a bath. Yeah. That's my thing. So I don't really go any other time. Mm. But it's not like, you know, I don't know if I've had a big dinner the night before. Mm. I wake up, I'm like, oh, I could go, but I must delay until. Yeah. It's just like, no, I'll just do it later. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, but you're saying you don't go as soon as you need to go. So that's right. It must be pretty instant then that you need to go. No, not not always. There's okay. what you're. There is no consistent like. Oh, I own, only one thing happens to my body when I need to poop. Right. Like every time I need to poop, it's always instant. No. Like every time I need to poop, I always poop two hours after. I mean, you I do the it first. with a, a certain regularity. Yeah. Again, so you say. But it's true. Every you poop every you didn't poop yesterday. No, but that no, was there, there. You go. Yeah, pa- but, the but, pattern is but broken. That was an aberration. That was what they call the exception that proves the rule. Okay. So okay, just take me through it, right? right. So you sit. We have the food. Yeah. Twenty minutes passes. Yes. Then you've got to poop. Yeah. <laughs> if if that's indeed the time. No, then. right. Let's say two hours passes. Okay. So we eat, eat at ten, and yeah. then by midnight you've yeah. got to poop. Okay. What do you feel when you're like, I'm going to go poop now? What is the impetus for that moment of like, right, now is the time that I must go? It's, it's just the time, you know? <laughs> so how badly so you do you feel? want me to talk about it on a biological? No, but it, yeah, yeah. Like, is it like, oh, I gotta go? Or is it, I, th- I feel like I could poop? Yeah, now. that one. Okay. That's interesting. Why? Well, it's like you're indulging yourself constantly. <laughs> there's no, like, well, why there's zero I? self-discipline. This isn't, it isn't poop. This isn't a poop story. But when we went to see Interstellar in yeah. the cinema, mm-hmm. I think it was 30 minutes into the film. Yeah. I don't know if it's that specifically. I think it was around about the time they first went to space, whenever that happens during the film. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like I, I, I had a similar thing, but with urine. You know, when your bladder... Yeah. But you start to feel the pressure building up in your bladder. Yeah. It's like, I need to go now. It's like, yeah, I, but I'm into the film, so okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Interstellar is a three-hour film. Yeah. It's over three hours, I think, isn't it? Or is it three it, hours? I, I think it might be shorter than three hours. Oh, right, but if okay. it is, not it's by much. basically yeah, three yeah. hours then. Yeah. Um, and I sat there for two and a half hours with what became a bursting bladder. I remember. There were genuine moments. I could smell the pee. <laughs> there, you know, there, I was about to say, there were genuine moments where I yeah. thought, even if I give up, and just like, I'm going to the toilet. I'm not going to make it. You're not going to get there. I might yeah. just have to pee here. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> like, 
my like it was burning. I think twice in my life I felt that. Yeah, that I can recall. Um, maybe yeah. One was on an airplane. Oh right, okay. Where, I mean, you couldn't go because it was landing, and yeah. it took forever. Yeah, and that was bad. Mm. And uh, the other was when I was a kid, and I remember my uncle had taken me somewhere, and I really needed to. I think it was poop. Mm. <laughs> And I was like, can I, can I swear? I need to be able to swear. <laughs> God, I was like, fucking cunt. As like, I just really needed to swear. <laughs> and carry on, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and it was, it was, well, frankly, it was agony. And yeah. it, it ruined in cell for me. Oh, so that's like, okay. So that scarred you in a way. Kind of. Like I said, it's not poop, but it's like, why would I, <laughs> I know it took me a while to get there, but why would I risk putting myself in that position again? Where I'm just in, in that but much you pain. But you wouldn't be in that position, would you? What do you mean? Well, like 99% of the time. Yeah, but if there's always that risk that you could get back to that place where you're just in agony. How anxious does this... Like, is this an anxiety you carry with you? <laughs> it's not an anxiety. It's okay. just like a... It's like a... Like, now it's reached the point where, like, if I feel like I could poop, it's like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Because I know that if Don't I... you prefer pooping in your own house, though? Because to be fair, you're fairly... Liberal about pooping. Oh yeah, I don't care. You don't care I'll where you poop, poop on the floor. I'll yeah. poop in the in the t- <laughs> on the on ceiling. The, on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you really don't care about that. No, I, I yeah I poop in public public <laughs> toilets. I should say. <laughs> I poop I th- in public nightclub yeah. toilets. I'll poop in there. I, I d- um, yeah no that's yeah I mean there's a like uh, I, there's limits like if yeah. someone has just thrown up in there I'll like I'll take my chances and not yeah yeah you know. I, I don't know um, whether maybe you have the healthy attitude or not. Okay. I, I don't know whether you're more enlightened than the rest of civilization. Because I think most people, mm. again, if it's to the point of discomfort, they won't let that happen. Mm. But most people, like, I'll poop in my own house. Yes. I don't like pooping in my friend's house or in a club or whatever. Yeah. I will own, generally only poop in a friend's house if I've slept there and I have a hangover and it's like, I have to go to the toilet. I don't know specifically when it's started <laughs> I feel like it predated um, like me being in work yeah but I do know that like the petrol station that I worked at for six years which is attached to a car dealership which I also did a brief, brief stint in mm-hmm. as like admin guy the toilets in that building were disgusting right but they were the only facilities that they had mm-hmm. so like they would um, especially if you went in the workshop because the workshop was obviously used by the mechanics mm-hmm. and their hands are constantly like caked in oil yeah and their foot feet are always wet as well because there's just like general condensation and mm. fluids from the car yeah so like even if the toilet itself is clean like the toilet paper or the um, right you know just the general area that you're in it's always like dirty yes so I guess that was good training. It's like, well, there aren't going to be many toilets out there. Okay. If there are toilets out there that are worse than this one, mm. they're not worth pooping in. Okay. <laughs> like most public toilets are probably going to be in better a better condition than this. So right. why am if I can put up with this, why am I complaining? I see. Okay. Well, it's kind of an octogenarian mindset, isn't it? That thing of if you pass a toilet, go, because you never know when you're going to... Yeah. Like that is an old man sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that we're, you know, thinking about it... <laughs> When I go over my father's, yes, I'm, I'm generally there from about four till ten, mm. okay, and I eat around five or six, okay, and then I have a few cups of tea. And I come home at ten o'clock. Mm. Now, when I'm there, sometimes I need to pee, yeah. but I very rarely feel the impulse to poop, okay, because again, I do it when I get home. At yeah, night, yeah, right? that's yeah, my of thing. Course, yeah. And but then when I get home, and I like drop my bag off and get the laptop. Off, 
all of a sudden, I really need to go to the toilet. Right. Like, I really need to pee or I got to poop or whatever. So maybe there is an element of, like, I am... I my I have just trained myself. Your body is conditioned to be like, wait for it. Yeah, wait for like, it. All right, he's in. Go, yeah, go, go. Now that yeah. you're in a position where it's very close, yeah. you feel like you have to go. Mm. And I think maybe a lot of people are like that. So I like I honestly don't know who has the healthier um attitude. Because <laughs> in a way, it is just like, yeah, you never you never did that. And mm. so your body, whenever it feels the impulse, like, yeah. I will now it's go. Like, do right, that. it's pooping time. Yeah, it's not. It's open tap. It's open tap. It's, it's not like, like you know. Oh well, I can't go to the toilet now. Yeah, because that might you know the social implication <laughs> of it, or just like when you're in public, it's like oh no, they're filthy. It's like no, right. I need to go. You need to go. Yeah, Whereas with so you, like, like your father probably has the cleanest toilet in all. The yeah, land, he does. Right? It's an, yeah, you can't. You feel guilty for using it. Yeah, yeah, based on how clean you are. Yeah, you got that from him. Yeah, it is probably the cleanest toilet. Yeah, it is it's in freakish. existence. It's freakish. Yeah. So if you're not gonna go in there, no other toilet will suffice. Maybe yeah. that's what it is with me then. Yeah. Maybe I've become too accustomed to good toilets. <laughs> like I don't want a dirty toilet. No, no, it's interesting because yeah, it's like with you. There's there's like zero near zero biological discipline. Mm. It's like, okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Not that like you, you pee yourself whenever the need arises, <laughs> but as in, if I have to go, whatever it is, if yeah. I need a wank, <laughs> I'm just going to go Why have, not? I'm just going to go have a wank. Yeah. Whereas the rest of us, for whatever reason, have, have trained ourselves to kind of wait. I do have or, that discipline. Though. No, you don't. It's, no, I do. It's okay. not like if I, if I, you know, if I need to pee and there is not a toilet nearby, mm. I don't go, well, this is it, gents. Right. I'm going to be known as that guy who pissed his pants now. Well, no, you just pee in public. I mean, you just pee on the road or whatever. No, I, no, that that I'm a bit like, <laughs> that I don't, I'm not really into. You do do that though. I have done that historically and I have not in enjoyed fact, it. In fact, I'm going to embarrass you now. Oh, are you now? Well, you, you edit it. So like you could take this out. Okay. But it's funny. Um, <laughs> it happened long enough ago that it's funny. Yeah. Um, you, I guess, dislike peeing in public so much. Yes. That when you were walking home alone yeah. from a night out yes. at what three o'clock in the morning, something like that, no one at all anywhere, <laughs> pitch black certain points, alleys, all the rest of it. Yeah, you decided that instead of urinating in a shadow, mm. to piss yourself. Yes, you peed yourself walking home from a club. I was nineteen at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, what was going on there then? Well, I needed to pee. <laughs> but <laughs> I really what needed to pee? Is that preferable though? No, it wasn't preferable. Well, it, it was, because that's what you did. Okay, in that respect, I suppose <laughs> it was preferable, but it wasn't like... Um, I have the I have both options, and I'm choosing this one. But how did that... I felt like I didn't have... But you got it. You, you ha- okay, you have to acknowledge that it takes a certain type of person that, like, either I just need to run somewhere vaguely out of sight, yeah. or even not that out of sight and pee, mm. or piss yourself... <laughs> The latter is definitely the anomaly. The thing is, I wasn't in a position where I could have just like run to a, a dark corner because I was I was walking down the road. No, but even then, no. But there was like no. It was like you know, right? There's that road that sort of goes. Um, I don't know how to describe it to you. You know the common Ponty Common. Yeah. There's like a road underneath it that kind of runs. Yeah, yeah. It was the road that we used to take to get to your house. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was walking down that road. So on one side, there was a sheer cliff face. Right. And on the other side, there was a wall to stop you falling down the other yes. sheer cliff face. Yeah. So there was no, like, oh, I'll go slightly off the road. Right. All there was was the road. Okay. And the pavement beside it. There was no dark corner. And I knew, because I am I have that <laughs> shittier luck. Right. I knew that the, the moment I got my dick out, like a family 
going on holiday would go past me or something right, right? and I would be done but the, for public indecency but or the, something the circumstances are three o'clock in the morning even if it was a brightly lit boulevard yes that nobody was on it was brightly lit as well yeah, street yeah. lights were on would it still not be the, the, regu- the normal thing to still just pee on the road in the middle of the road even rather than piss yourself but I was that certain of my bad luck you, you were that certain that someone might drive past yes that you decided to just make your luck worse how is my luck worse by pissing yourself yeah but nobody knew oh my god until now nobody that is knew. the height of social anxiety <laughs> I've never heard height until you just anxiety. announced it to the world I'd gotten away with it <laughs> nobody knew because nobody, nobody would know <laughs> Because nobody sees me. Man, that's... Wow, okay. (laughs) No, that's what it is, yeah. I think you saying that, you've driven to the nub of the thing. Okay. The nub of the bedrock of the centre of the thing. Right. Wow, okay. Okay. That's quite vain, really. (laughs) Okay. So you've gone from me being socially anxious to me being vain. You can be both. You can be both? Absolutely, you can be both. Okay. Yeah. But like the negative vein. Yeah. Yeah. Negative vein. Negative vein. So I'm negative vein. You're negative vein, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just vanilla vanity is positive, is it? No, no vanity. just like, oh, look at me, I'm so wonderful. No vanity is positive. Yeah. But, but I th- my, my vanity is, like, demonstrably I don't mean neg- worst. I, just, I don't mean ne- negative vanity. in the sense it's worse than positive vanity. Right. I, it's like negatively charged vanity. Okay. You've got positively charged vanity, which is like, I want to be on camera all the time. I see. I'm amazing. Okay. And then there's, I'm so ugly. I, I Please, I don't want to be on camera. Right. That okay. is in itself a form of vanity. I see. Because like, you still care about what you look like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, okay. All right. Well, we can put that to rest. Okay. Thank you for... <laughs> And well, decided co- to end that segment with, with, with public internet-wide humiliation. <laughs> well, look, we've incorporated... I told you that in confidence. <laughs> I think that's worth pointing what, out. six I, years ago? I took, a, I, like, I, I took a leap of faith telling you that. Yeah, well, your faith isn't always rewarded, is it? No, it's let not. This, let this be a lesson about the forthcoming, the chocolate orange thing. <laughs> Apocalypse. That it's going to be fine. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we've introduced urine into the poop. Ongoing discussion. Okay, right. So we've achieved that at least. By by the end of the podcast, we'll have introduced all the bodily fluids. Indeed. Who knows? Right. You've got a question. I do have a question. Is it? But I don't lines? know if I even want to carry on now. <laughs> What's your you question? I'm just going to leave you to do the rest of this podcast by yourself. All right, I'll do that. Don't no. So I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. What's your question? Um, okay. So it's sort of a continuation of a question. Well, it's sort of a continuation of a question that I've asked you before off air. Okay. Um, which gonna... I will ask you again, just so we're all on the same page right. here, both you and the audience. Yes. Um, Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. my favourite thing media-wise from 2020. Yeah, and, as, and thing. And thing. No, not necessarily and thing. Okay. There are other things that I like more than Doom Eternal. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think as we've said, as we've clearly demonstrated you have a love-hate relationship with yes that, with, with, the, with the chocolate yeah. okay right anyway. your favorite thing from last year yes which i think still stands okay i think okay i'm playing a lot of crash bandicoot 4 as well like, is that from last year yeah that's from last okay. year which but i didn't play it until this year but okay. yeah i've been investing in that a lot mm-hmm. um but anyway yeah doom eternal they um as part of like their promise they've released additional content after launch like it's sort of like a continuation of the campaign of the mm-hmm. story so there's like more levels and more combat and all of that mm-hmm. and I told you that that extra content 
is kicking my ass. Yes. I put it on hard difficulty, which is like the third... There's like four difficulty settings and then you unlock a fifth one when you finish it. I'm on the third one. Okay. So there's like easy, medium, hard, very hard. And I'm on hard. Yes. Because I thought like I've been playing video games long enough. I should be starting as on hard by default. Yeah. But no, it's it's absolutely kicking my ass. To the point where... Not only am I making so little progress that it's just not fun anymore. Right. But that progress doesn't even feel earned. Okay. It's like monkey typewriter, you know? I, I was, if I put enough time into it, mm. I was going to get through it eventually. Okay. This doesn't feel like I've achieved it's anything. It's not... Okay, right. So I said to you, mm-hmm. should I lower the difficulty setting or does that rob me of all dignity? Yeah. And your answer was... Yeah. Yeah, what? It does rob you. It does rob me of dignity. I shouldn't lower the... I should just continue (laughs) to suffer. Live with the choices that I've made. Well, uh, you so Yeah, in a way, because it's like... Well, my first question was... The the difficulty settings on video games... Mm. How much can they be extrapolated to other games? As in, like, if you've never played Doom Eternal... Mm. If you're a veteran gamer, does that suggest you should start with a harder difficulty? Or is each game its own kind of lesson, if you know what I mean? Well, like, they do do that. I mean, there are some games like Portal, for example, which are so completely their own thing that they kind of have to function as their own Mm. tutorial. Mm -hmm. Most games do anyway. They have, like, a tutorial period to kind of ease you into it. Um, No, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, (sighs) Like, should Doom Eternal conduct itself like this is the first shooter game you've ever played? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying if you were um, a master at Call of Duty... Mm. Should you then start with the hardest difficulty on all first-person shooters? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the quote-unquote correct answer to that is. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I've, I've played enough games yeah. um, from like different genres that I just thought, like, I should probably be... Okay. You know, see that, like, but that, I, don't that, know, yeah. I don't know if that's considered, like... Yeah, because I don't know whether the that's right fo- foolish or not. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, that's why it's kind of difficult to answer. But you did pick it. Yeah. So you, le- you made your bed. You made my bed, now lie yeah. in it. Right, okay. Even though I'm wouldn't, really struggling to lie in that bed, Sam. Well, I wouldn't judge you if you lowered the difficulty. Because if you're not enjoying it, mm. then you're just going to stop playing it. Mm. Maybe. Um, but what, Why was that? Like, is it, was like, it like, this, I th- this I th- sort of knowing look? Because you know, I, d- I, I don't think you hating a game would be sufficient condition for you to stop playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I stopped playing Fallout 4. Okay. Yeah, but you, you know. You didn't want to love that, did you? No, I... Like, I I'm not saying you you were, you took against it, mm. but like Doom Eternal, there was a lot riding on Doom Eternal, right? In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I wouldn't judge you. It's more, you've got to ask yourself, mm. would you feel like you've compromised yourself if you lowered the difficulty? I do think I was. Yeah. Um, Especially because the fact you, you've chosen that difficulty, you should be getting better anyway. Yeah. Trial and error kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Like, theoretically, anyone could start at veteran level, yeah. and then just they'd have to get better and better by and dying think, all the time. I think I did complete base Doom Eternal right. on hard the first time mm-hmm. as well. So it's not even as if this is... Um, I was just unaccustomed to... Like, I didn't know what I was in for, Yeah, and now that mistake is costing me dearly. It's like, no, I, I know what Doom Eternal is, Yeah, so I will I will uh, elect to go into this on, on hard. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm regretting it. You're regretting it. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was the follow up question? The follow up question is that they released two campaigns, two additional campaigns. The first one is the one that I'm having great difficulty with. Mm-hmm. The second campaign came out like recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was infuriated because okay. I bought Doom Eternal 
launch day, basically. Like, right at the start of the pandemic. I think it came out the same day as Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was playing Animal Crossing. I was playing Doom. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I bought it, like, day one, and obviously I really enjoyed it. Because I've said before, day buying games day one is not something I do. Mm-hmm. I wait a while mm-hmm. to see how the game, like, digests in the, yeah, you know... gestates. Gestates yeah. in pop culture and all that. But yeah, I bought it day one, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So... When the first campaign came out, it's like, I'm going to wait for the second campaign to come out as well so I can buy them as one because mm-hmm. they give you a, bit, like, a little bit of a discount if you do that. Right. And the second campaign came out kind of by surprise because mm-hmm. they released like a teaser trailer saying like, we're going to release the... Yeah, that's a that's an annoying trend, isn't it? Where you have teaser trailers for trailers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even within trailers. Yeah. Uh, you have like, I don't know, five seconds of content and then say, now introducing the blah, blah trailer. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. What is the purpose of that? It's for people with short attention spans. Isn't but what? It? Who are going to watch that and go, yeah, that I have now decided whether I want to watch this trailer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the world we live in. I know, now. I know. Carry on. It's a horrible thing. But yeah, they released the teaser trailer for the trailer, and yeah. then the trailer came out, and in the trailer they said it's coming out tomorrow. Right. So it was like a big surprise. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Um, so I thought, well, I bought Doom Eternal day one, really enjoyed it, so I'll buy this DLC day one. And right. I did. Okay. A week later, right. it was eight quid cheaper. Okay. So I was furious, well, especially since because it was so difficult, I'd made so little progress mm-hmm. that it wouldn't have made any difference if I'd waited that extra week. Okay. Well, again, you just you've only got yourself to blame, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, you said you've stuck to this whole waiting a while. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's my. It's like wasn't there like a story a while ago about somebody who like their entire life they always played the same lottery numbers, mm. like for years and years and years and mm-hmm. years, every like week mm-hmm. the same lottery numbers. One week they changed up, mm-hmm. and their original lottery numbers were the ones that came up. That, like if they'd stuck yeah. to it, they would have won big time, and they didn't. Yeah, that might be. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, it could I, be fake. Story. I do remember hearing that apocryphal, um, but I I do believe that kind of shitty luck exists. Oh yeah, well of course it does. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, the second uh, DLC campaign came out. I obviously haven't got that far yet. I'm mm-hmm. still struggling with the first. Yeah, but. I learned, much to my surprise, that the developers mm. have nerfed the DLC. The Explain one, what the, that means. The one that I'm stuck on. Nerfing basically means lowering the difficulty. Oh, okay. So one of like the the one of the rooms that I'm stuck on was like apparently notoriously difficult. Like the hardest enemies in the game, they just throw them at you constantly. Mm. One of the Slayer gates. That'll mean something to someone who's playing okay. the game. It's like the first one you encounter in like the final level of the DLC. Um, just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Cannot do it. They've reduced the amount of enemies that are in that Slayer Gate. Right. And across the map as well, they've like there are new mechanics they introduce and they've made those... They've kind of um, flattened the learning curve for those mechanics a little bit so okay. it's easier when they first encounter you. Because the first arena of the Ancient Gods, which is the name of the DLC campaign, mm-hmm. that features like 90% of the enemies in the game. Right. Like the enemy varieties. Mm-hmm. Enemies that in the original Doom Eternal you don't encounter until like the final third. Right. They're there from the start. Yeah. And you have every weapon available to you as well. Mm-hmm. Which is... Su- so the thing that surprised me as well, I don't know how common a practice this is in gaming. I've not seen this before, so I'm going to say that this is not common. Okay. That DLC is also standalone. Right. So if you don't own... DLC typically is yeah, an yeah. extension. It's an add-on. Yeah, it's yeah. an add-on to the game. Yeah. But you can buy this DLC on and not own Doom Eternal. Okay. So right. this could hypothetically be your first exposure okay. to Doom Eternal. Right. And the very first encounter you'll have mm-hmm. 
is like insanely difficult if you don't write anything. Okay. So I get that was going to be that leads us to my question. Go on. Which is should they have nerfed the content? Because yeah. I will say this update has made everything easier and mm. there's no way of going back unless you're willing to like uninstall yeah, all of those updates. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'll just change the difficulty setting. No, it's just easier now. Yeah. That content has been stripped of the difficulty somewhat. So even though I'm struggling with it, mm. I don't know how I feel about the developers stepping in and making it easier. Because there are people online who would genuinely... Like, this game is being review-bombed. Review right, okay. Because people are so unhappy with the fact that they've made it easier. Right. So what's your thoughts on that? Um, it depends. I th if it's impossible... Hmm actually impossible yeah which i doubt it was no right? it's not actually yeah. impossible it's just very yeah very, very difficult hard. yeah if it's actually impossible and maybe like um a scale of magnitude lower than that mm. so like unless you're the, a developer like yeah like pixel perfect yeah, yeah. then you're not gonna do it. then i don't really have a problem with it mm. because people are just gonna get uninterested and all the yes rest of it. yeah exactly um but i mean the 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 nascency of gaming so I was playing my grandfather's. It's like an Atari with like every game they made for it, basically. Right. Sort of uh, modern thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. It's like a, a little box you can buy that has essentially every Atari game on it, like digitally. Oh, right. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. I was playing that and they are insanely difficult. Mm. Like Frogger, even. Yeah. It's yeah. like you have to play the same thing again and again and again and again. Yes. And develop a rhythm with it. Mm. And I like that. I don't like that games now, it doesn't really matter how good you are, you're going to finish the game. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. You might die a couple of times or whatever. With games that are story heavy, like your Rockstar games, mm. it's less of a concern because you, you sort of just want that experience. Of, yeah, like, it's, it's it, that's a difficult tightrope to walk if you've got a plot-driven game. Like, how difficult do you make it? Yeah, it is, it is difficult. Because, like, I, I don't know, I, thought, I might have brought this up with Eddie, I don't think I brought this yeah. up on the podcast, but like with God of War, for example, the most recent God of War, 2018, mm -hmm. that's a very heavily story-driven game. Okay. And the gimmick of that game is that it's all framed as like one take. Mm -hmm. So the transition between cutscenes and gameplay is seamless. Yeah. And the idea is that you play from start to finish mm -hmm. and there are no cuts. Right. You see everything. Okay. Every like moment of their journey is captured. Okay. But if you die you're obviously thrust into a loading screen, so it breaks that immersion. Okay, yeah. And the game is difficult, so you're going to die. Yeah. Even if you're good at it, there's a good chance you're going to die. Yeah. So that kind of defeats the purpose of the one take, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, because like, obviously the old games, they couldn't really be too narrative-driven. Uh, no. Uh, you know, it's blips on a screen, and yeah. you've got to get what, this blip to that side of the screen. Yeah, if you put in voice acting, you'd lose, like, half the game. Yeah, pretty much. So, in that respect, but, like, now... Gaming is ma it's bigger than cinema, isn't it? It's the mm. biggest thing, um, media-wise. Pretty much. M maybe music is big, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, and you've got Let's Plays, and people can just watch the end of the game if they want. You know, yeah. if you suck at it, you can still see, you still have access to that content. Yes. Whereas that's simply, unless you had a friend who had the game yeah. and had finished it. Yeah. Unless you were good at it, you were never going to see the end of it. Yeah. And I remember, like, when I, we were kids, I had a SNES, and that was there. Mm. There was like that, there were realms that will forever be unknown to me because I simply can't yeah. surpass this level. And I like that. I think that's good. That's a right. good thing. I don't like the games have gotten easier. No. I, it makes sense. But yeah, unless it was like essentially impossible, then yeah, I would 
judge them harshly for making it yeah. easier. Because that's the if it if it was a case of yes, this is an extension of Doom, and you have to own Doom Eternal. It's like well, you've already put us through. You've done all the training. Yeah, the game, the base game is easier. Like compared to the first batch of DLC, mm. the whole of Doom Eternal feels like a tutorial. Yeah, it's that the difficulty spike is that noticeable. Mm-hmm. So if it was like, oh, this is just like you have to own Doom to own this, and it's like we're testing your skills. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really don't see the point in making... Surely that's the point of this. Mm. This is harder content because you've mastered that. Yeah. So now we're really putting you to the test. But it's the fact that that DLC is available if you don't own the game. Yeah. Like, if you're coming into this completely fresh, you've never played Doom Eternal, hell, you may never even have played a Doom game before. Right. Like, I can see someone playing that first arena Mm. and just being like, nope. Like this is I don't understand this. Do, do you think much. it's likely though that many people do that? Is it not a way for them just to sell the original game? I I don't know. You know, you can I have mean, this, but like it's so hard, you're gonna need some practice. I mean that's probably a genuine strategy. Yeah. Like there are people who'll play the ancient gods and think, yeah, I'll go back and play mm. Doom Eternal, or fuck, I need to play the original Doom Eternal. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's I I really don't know. I sort I see both sides of the argument, which yeah. is interesting. I see the merits of making it easier, but also, like with like the the marketing as well. It seems to they seem to be making an effort to appeal to like the hardcore audience, like mm. people who are really familiar, yeah, with Doom and the kind of gameplay that it offers, or just old school shooters in general. It's like this is for you. This is like yeah. you know hard adrenaline filled, difficult. You know, yeah. Urgh. Yes. One of those games. Grind. Uh, yeah. yeah. Adrenaline from start to finish. And, yeah. and and yet they're making it easier. Easier. Why would you review... See, this just... It's just an extension of what we complain about every fortnight. Why would you review Bomber Game for being difficult? You should relish the challenge. No, they review Bombing it because it's less difficult. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. So Because they made it easier. Yeah. Oh, fair enough then. Yeah. Fair. But review Bombing... Does that does that term just refer to negative uh, reviews of a game, yeah. or is it targeted, like ca- a campaign to lower a game's credibility and reputation? Well, that's the ambition of review bombing, isn't it? Okay. It's it's like, well, we're going to show you how much we don't like. But it's this. all sincere. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. There, you know, there, there's there might be a couple of trolls who jump on the bandwagon, yeah. but yeah. it mostly is people going you've done something I completely disagree okay. with, therefore you get a zero. Because you've got, like, review fluffing. Yeah. Uh, which wouldn't be sincere. No. Some would, but, like, the idea of that is that you'd essentially kind of pay for bots to kind of create yeah. good... Or re- you yourself. You or would, you, you yourself, You would yeah. go on Rotten Tomatoes and say, oh, this is best film ever. Yeah. I like, was right to ask for Zack Snyder cat. Right. Unlike the, the cinematic equivalent, like you had Hillbilly Allergy last year, mm. that uh, critics took against because the, the book was seen as contextualizing Trump's rise to power. Right. And so it just gave it ne- like worse reviews than it deserved. It wasn't a great film, okay. but worse reviews than... For instance, Glenn Close is up for both the Oscar and the Razzie. Oh, right. For Hillbilly Allergy. Okay. Uh, so that would be an example of insincere. You just don't like what you assume it's politics to be. Yeah. And so you're targeting it, you know. Okay. But, okay, well, yeah, so with game, with this instance, it is just people are upset at the nerfing yes. of it. Because okay. nerfing is not something, unless you're going to roll back the updates of the game, Yeah, that's not something you can undo. And if no. you roll back the updates, you miss losing all of the, like, quality of life improvements that they actually want to keep right. as well. There's okay. no way of... 
maybe on PC, I don't know, but like yeah. with consoles, definitely, there's no way of customizing what aspects you're keeping. Yes. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. So I really don't know. It should be yeah. said that I found out about the nerfing, mm. and I was like, oh, maybe I'll be able to finish this room mm. now. Nope. You still can't. I still can't do it. <laughs> okay. I've made no progress since the nerf at right. all. So what's a drastic nerf then? I didn't think so. No. And I don't know, like, broadly speaking, I think basically they've taken away, like I said, they've taken away some enemies. Because mm. that was one of the things that I was really surprised by with the, ca- you, uh, with the Ancient Gods campaign. They throw everything at you. Mm-hmm. And they throw it at you in vast quantities. Yeah. Like, one, one fight in the campaign is, like, three fights in the, uh, the base game. Yeah. Like, throw so much at you in one go. Constantly yeah. ratcheting up the intensity as well. So yeah, I think they basically took away some enemies, like harder enemies don't show up as much as they used to, or they show up kind of on their own. Yeah. Um, but we've spoken about And this that room as well, specifically that room, they've taken away a bunch of... Okay. Stuff. We've spoken about this before, about we're wary of that in general anyway, amending the fact that content can be amended in real time now. Yeah. We don't like that. We'd rather you no. just put the thing out there and let it be. Well, it's it's the... It's it's the contradiction. Um, it's a contradiction to art, isn't it? Well, yeah. all of these conversations about like our video games art. This is a perfect example of why so many people don't think they can be. Yeah, art is um, like something captured in amber, a mm. film or a piece of music, or um, it's a crystallization. It's a crystallization. Like yeah. if you remix a song, it's a new song. It's not like oh, I've 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 amended comfortably numb mm. i've remixed comfortably numb so therefore it's now the new version mm. no no it's a different song it's a remix yeah. it's a remix it, yeah whereas you, a game you're constantly adding either new content or like quality of life improvements or yeah you're making it easier or you're making it harder you know like well, the, there's that line in the social network isn't it about um the internet is written in ink not in pencil it's written in ink yeah whereas that the reverse is true now yeah it's it is actually written in pencil yeah you can erase it and just add something else yeah you know, exactly yeah um yeah, we don't like. I, we watched. We've been watching the films of Zack Snyder. I don't know if we're going to talk about it on the podcast eventually. Maybe we will. Um, I, w- I would hope so. I would hope that there's a there's, there's a, a point a to all this. That, yeah, yeah. Yes, just you said you were weary about doing it. This is a Zack Snyder episode. Yeah, because we yeah. are watching all of his films. All of his films. Because we want to understand why. Listeners. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I need the context for the the kind of movement, the grassroots campaign that got his cut made of Justice yeah. League. I need to understand how that yeah. arose. Why this man? Yeah. And so we've watched Dawn of the Dead 300 and Watchmen thus far. Yeah. And Watchmen, we I had it on DVD. I mm. bought it years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. And so we watched the theatrical cut, which was just shy of three hours. Right? Yeah. It was just shy of three yes, hours. Yes, it was, yeah. And if you were to watch it illegally... Oh, two hours. No, no, it was it was longer than two hours. It was longer than two yeah, hours. Yeah, okay. It was, like well, no, it was two and a half hours, basically. Okay, because the um, ultimate cut. Yeah, that's the thing. If you were to watch it illegally, or I don't know where it's available online, maybe yeah. on HBO Max or something, um, you don't you get the ultimate cut, which is three and a half hours long. Okay, because I I thought based on your like disgusted reactions, like I am not watching yeah. three and a half hours of Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. I thought that the theatrical cut was a lot shorter than that. It is. If it was only like an extra half hour, no, an hour. Oh, is an hour? Yeah, I don't know. An hour shorter. Continue talking, Sam. Yes. I don't know. The, the theatrical, the, the ultimate cut 
is I think 20 minutes of additional footage mm. plus Tales from the Black Freighter, which is the comic book right. that has been animated into it as okay. well. And I was like, I'm not, I, I want to watch the theatrical cut. Yeah. Like, I, I want to watch everything Snyder, but I have limits. Yes. Uh, so we watched it. But last, unless you had the DVD, yeah. you wouldn't be able to see that. Anyway, no, that's a fair point. You know? Yeah. Like, we watched a lot of things legally, let's be honest about it. Yes. And we watched The Hangover for some reason. Um, uh, yeah, we were. I don't know whether that was during our bad film. Maybe. And it was like, this won the Golden Globe. It's well received. Yeah. Like, let's see if it holds up. And it doesn't. No. But we watched the director's cut. Yeah. And it, it's so much worse. But, like, if you didn't have the DVD, I don't know where you'd be able to watch no. that original version. No, that's the thing. Same I, with Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Because we've said, we said, didn't we, with comedy in particular, mm. like, the pacing and timing of jokes is what makes those jokes. Yeah. So if you have an undisciplined cut the, of the film... You can do the Kermo joke. Ask me what the secret of comedy is. What's the secret? Timing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have an undisciplined cut, then the timing of those jokes is off and the rhythm is off. It it's is, It's too yeah. flabby. Yeah. Those jokes fall flat. Yeah, like Tropic Thunder is the most egregious example. Like the punchline uh, of, of a lot of the scenes hmm. are no longer the punchline. And it throws everything off. Yeah. Just drags, in a very American way, just drags on the Keeps joke. Keeps going. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But even that was even true of Watchmen. It was like, well, okay, there are films that do suffer from during the theatrical cuts. Like, sometimes the director's cut is helpful in explaining certain things. Or, mm-hmm. But, like, the theatrical cut, there's a reason why they cut it down, you know? Yeah. Like, like, like if, if, yeah. The, if the director's cut is an hour longer. It's like, right, what ex- What did we lose, really? That's the thing. We, we've, you know, we talked about this before. Obviously, we're all for auteurs being able to make the films they make. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, they want to make. Yeah. And, yeah, as I think, as a, a budding writer, in a way, an editor, as an artist, hmm. you're expected to have contempt for studios. Yeah. It's like, they're the money men and we're the artist man. Yeah. But after the uh, Spectre uh, email leaks, yeah. I was like, they're making a lot of sense. We read the... Um, I was going to say patch notes, because my, my brain is just all video game up. Okay. Um, but we yeah, we read the notes from the... The notes on, like, the script needs to be funnier. Yeah. And, yeah, like, this, the third act is compromised. Yeah, all take, these it, take out this weird Mickey Mouse joke. Yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Exactly. Yeah, and they didn't. And they didn't. And all the notes were perfectly reasonable. And yeah. They, it would have made the film if you, better. If you were going listened. to talk about what was wrong with Spectre, those notes address Addressed all of those problems, yeah. pretty much. And and I've seen now a bunch of theatrical cuts and director's cuts. And I think, invariably, I prefer the theat- theatrical cuts. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever preferred a director's cut of anything. Right. Gotta okay. be honest. Even with directors I really like. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I've kind of got over that particular bougie right. bias. Mm. of just, No, like the studio's... Yes, money is their main aim, hmm. but they don't want to make shit films either. No. They're not going to make you make a terrible film. Like, if if they if a studio mandates, right, your film has to be under two hours, yeah. well, they, they want the film to still work. To be as good as it can and be under two hours. Yeah, like, yeah. if you gave them a film where... Like, if you have a two-and-a-half-hour film mm. and you just cut out the last half hour and give them two, a two-hour version... Yeah. And it does. It just doesn't resolve. Yeah. They're going to give it back to you and go, no, do it properly. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. whether you think it's unreasonable or not, they still want a finished film. They're not going to yeah, release yeah. something that doesn't resolve or something that feels like this could be better. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's like World War Z. I think they kind of. I mean, they they do jump through hoops. I mean, the whole thing of reshoots and they, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like, like if a studio film. really didn't care, they wouldn't funnel like however many millions of dollars yeah. into reshoots. Like Solo. 
so most of that was reshot yeah like they they try they are trying yeah you know like world wars here damon lindelof said that he was brought in as like one of many script doctors mm. and they showed him like the first two acts and then turned it off and said what would you do after this right yeah and he was like okay i'd rewrite the first two <laughs> I, I think he said i i need i'd rather you show me the third act he said in case i don't pitch you that yeah he said, I need to know what you want me to avoid. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so they do, you know, these films are massive money sinks. Mm. And so they need to make them as good as they possibly can be. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So anyway, so you're kind of on the fence about the Doom Eternal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm suffering from the extreme difficulty. Yes. But also, I don't like that i don't like the idea of overwriting like i said quality of life improvements just like oh the game is functional now yes i'm all for that and i respect studios that continue to support their games long after launch Mm -hmm. you've got extreme cases like yacht club or team cherry that did like shovel knight and hollow knight Mm -hmm. um where they were like releasing extra content for free years after the game was released okay like shovel knight there's basically when that game was released it was like one single campaign Mm -hmm. Now there's four different campaigns and like a like a multiplayer fighting modes and a gender swap mode as well. Sure. Like all for free. Okay. I paid what was it, like a tenner for Shovel Knight? I'm still getting content now. Yeah. Like that's an extreme case. But yeah, I don't like like games that just like Anthem. Like just like this big triple A, like, oh we'll release like the bones of the game now and then we'll right. keep supporting it. Yeah. And then like two months later they realise it's not making money, so they just shut it down. Gaming to me is just like a husk. I've got, you know, I'm glad my appreciation for and fandom of them Mm. didn't persist that strongly. Mm. Because I I think being a gamer now would depress me. Yes. I'm just like, I just want the fucking disc. Just give me a disc. Yeah. I was so, um, it was was so like depressing when that PS5 announcement came along and they were like, we're going to release a version that doesn't even have a disc. Yeah. Oh God! I know. Just where we're at. You know? Yeah. I mean, in a way, like you've never been in a better position because surely the, the, the appeal of a game is the admittedly false sense of achievement you get when you finish it. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Not f- the achievement is real, but it's it's not it's not a, a good one, is it? As far as life goes, it's not really an achievement, is it? I- are you on my side right now? I don't feel like you're on my side. <laughs> I think right we now. can agree that gaming simulates achievement. Okay. So, like, if it's hard, the better the feeling when you beat it. Mm. But also, if you're annoyed that it's too difficult, yeah, because you just want to see what happens next, mm. go on YouTube. Yeah. If that's what was really important to you, mm. go on YouTube. If if playing the game is what's important to you. The harder, the better. Yeah. You know? But it does reach a point where it's like, okay, I've played this bit enough times no, now. I, I, know. I, I just want to play a different bit. I get that. I yeah. get that. But like, it'll be, when you eventually beat it, mm. it'll feel all the greater, won't it? It will. Yeah. And I'm not, it's yeah. not like, oh. I'm, I'm trying to get you to land on this side of the fence. Okay. And what side of the fence is that? That uh, it was wrong to make it easier. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not, I, I didn't come into this with a position. No, I came into this with the discussion, and yes. I, I wanted to see what became of it. But I, I want to—I want you to land on a position. Okay, and what if I don't land on a position? Well, the, the, typical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if so, when I tell you 
that the chocolate industry yeah. is like something's wrong. Yeah. When I take a position like that, you're like, oh no. And then when I don't take a position, mm. I'm I'm wrong for having not taken a position. Yeah, sure. And you wonder why I I'm I'm just so why I'm like the way I am. <laughs> I always wonder why you are the way you are. <laughs> well, it's your fault. It's my fault, yes, is it? Yes, okay. just proven. Hey, you came to me this way. <laughs> you were born this way. <laughs> I, in, I inherited you. I didn't create you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have anything else? I have another question. Go. Okay. What implication does a roller coaster inside of a maze carry? Just let that silence hang. <laughs> What implication does a roller coaster inside of a maze carry? Yes. As always, give me context. <laughs> no. And no. What implication does it carry? Yes. That I'm in a theme park. No. Don't, what do you mean, what implication? Be- I don't even know how to begin answering your question. <laughs> okay. What is- implication, in what sense? <laughs> there is a song. Yeah. I think it's Tsunami by... Tiny Temper or Tiny Temper features like he's like the featuring artist yeah, or something. Okay. Right. It's one of those songs you always hear in nightclubs. Right. What's it go like? Um Oh right, yeah. Yeah, that one. The one that drops. Yeah, that Okay. One of the lyrics. A lyric that's always stood out to me. Right. Not because it has lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not the not that bit. Yeah. Like the bit leading up to it has lyrics. And it's not a guy going do 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 the bit that everybody knows doesn't have lyrics. Yes. But the bit before that does. Okay. Um, and one of the lyrics is, my life is a roller coaster inside of a maze. Yeah, that makes sense. How does it make sense? I mean, it's not a brilliant lyric, but no. it makes sense. How does it make sense? Well, my life is a roller coaster. That's self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. Inside of a maze. That like, he's just conflating two different, like, my life is like I'm inside a maze. Like, I, I don't know where I'm going. I Like, how to get out. That sort of thing. Right. A roller coaster. It, it, it'd be like saying... A desert inside a sun inside a supernova. You're just like throwing everything you've got at it, basically. Well, no, because desert, sun, supernova, they have a, a common theme. Don't yeah, but roller coaster and maze have a similar theme. What? What? What is their theme? Well, roller coaster is, it's mental. Yeah. Like, I, Ups and it, downs it goes in every direction. Around. Yeah. And a maze is, you don't know what direction you're going in, which is similar to a roller coaster. Uh, okay. Do you disagree with that? I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Well, on a roller coaster, it's throwing you in every which direction, isn't it? Yeah. And in a maze, you're going in every which direction. No, but like with a maze, it's it's less frantic. Yeah, but it's, it's less the same fran- principle. It's less frantic, and you have more agency in a maze. Like only so much because yeah. there's only certain paths you can go down. Yes, but you have no agency over a roller coaster. No, but I'm I'm not. Like I say I'm not saying it's a good lyric. No, but I know what his intent is. Okay, I didn't. Okay, I still don't quite know. Well, I still don't feel like those two. No, they don't. But like, I'm, I'm not gonna, other. I'm not gonna prove that it's logically consistent with you. Okay. Because yes, a, being on a roller coaster, though you choose to get on one, yeah. When you're on it, you have no control. Yeah. A maze. I mean, you can control which direction you go, but not really. I mean, you're still kind of trapped inside something. Yes. But yeah, they don't kind of mesh really. It doesn't. A roller coaster inside a maze. I just picture like. A roller coaster. Inside. Yeah, you're on, you're on a roller coaster, and then yeah. like what you get off and then go in the maze. Yeah, it's a bad lyric. Yeah, but that I think that is his intent. Okay, yeah, I don't know if I like that. It's not good. No, it's not good. It's terrible. No. Yeah, 
But would you agree, at least, that that was probably the intent? That he his life has ups and downs, but he's also trapped. It's all just about, like, not knowing where you're going. It's mental. It's, okay. I'm lost. My, my life is a mystery. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Ah. <laughs> that's the point, isn't it? Is it? What else could it possibly be? <laughs> well, that's, what I, that's why I asked you. Well, I just answered. Okay. All right. All right. Do you agree or do you disagree? I don't know. Okay. I just don't know what else you think it could mean. Well, I didn't know. Really? You had no no instinct, no intuition about what that might mean. Well, like a roller coaster. Well, you, know you know what? You know what? They're fundamentally different experiences. But if, if I said my life is a roller coaster, you would know what it meant. Yes. And if I said my life is like being in a maze, yeah. you would know what that meant. Yes. He's just tried to blend the two. In, not, ineffectively. Yeah, not successfully. No, but we're not going to Tiny Temper for lyrics, are we? No. Well, clearly we are, because that, that lyric has always stuck with me for some reason. <laughs> okay, well, it was effective then. I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. But lyrics don't have to make sense anyway, do they? Don't they? No. Why not? Why do lyrics, does poetry have to make sense? Is that why? What? Is that why they don't have to make sense? What? Because they're poetry. I'm not saying that's why they, I mean, they are poetry, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, lyricism is poetry. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, and that's why, because poems are by definition nonsensical. Mm. I just don't know that something that's based on rhythm needs to make logical sense. Okay. Most lyrics probably don't make logical sense. Right? Do you disagree? I really don't. I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm like a roller coaster inside a maze. Okay. I'm kind of lost during this conversation. What, 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 why? Why? I don't it's know. It's so simple. <laughs> why is what, it so simple? What are you lost with? About? I don't know. I'm just lost. I'm like, I don't really know what's, what, what. Right. You asked me, what did that lyric imply? Yeah. I've answered what I think it implies. That he's. That it's just a bad metaphor for like life being confusing. Okay. Like like being in a maze and like being on a roller coaster. Okay. Ah, mental, no control, that sort of thing. But is one inside the other? So it's like, are they, are, are those experiences- Is it in a maze or and a maze? Inside of a maze. What's the, what's the exact lyric? My life is a roller coaster inside of a maze. Inside of a maze. Yes. Okay, right. So like when he gets through the maze, does he end up, like he goes on the roller coaster and then yes, he's flung out into this maze. Like or or the or yeah, you're the, thinking too much about it. Or are those experiences supposed to be? Is it the same experience? Like, is the roller coaster traveling through the maze? He's just. It's just hyperbole to communicate the one idea, isn't okay. it? It's like what Churchill said about the Soviet Union. You know, it's a, it's a, a mystery inside of an enigma wrapped in a riddle or whatever it is. Right. It that makes no sense. Yeah. But you get the point. It's secret. It's yes. secretive. His Very point secret. is... There are my, secrets wrapped in secrets wrapped in... Yeah, yeah, like... Again, a theme. Well, there is a theme. It's a loose theme, but there is a theme. What's the theme? Of not knowing where you're going. Of, of being confused. Your life being confusing. Okay. No. No? <laughs> it's interesting. I don't, I don't accept it. Why? What else can no, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I I'm not yeah. saying I don't accept your well, that's what you just said. Okay. I don't accept I'm, the lyric. Again... You do this all the time. <laughs> what, what have I done now? I'm, you're arguing with me about a separate point. A point that I've already conceded. Okay. I'm not saying it's a good lyric. No, but that's what I meant. At the end, I sort of shifted to, I, that's, I don't accept it. The lyric, I don't accept. Do, what do you mean, though, by what you don't accept? You don't accept that it's a good lyric. Yeah. I don't like it as a lyric. I agree. Okay. We are in agreement. And it, it can't be too effective, because it took you now to explain it to me, rather than... Well, it was effective. But, I mean, right, there's a difference. There's, is it good? 
<laughs> is it thematically? Are you drawing me a diagram? No, I'm not. No, I'm just like, yeah, right. Is it good? Is it logically thematically consistent? Yeah. Do I know its intent? Okay. The song "Happy." Mm. Um, if you feel like a room without a roof, yeah, makes no fucking sense. Okay. I that doesn't even communicate anything to me. Right. I don't know what feeling like a room without a roof doesn't mean anything. Incomplete. But that's not the point. The city, like, cause the, no, but I've just done what you've done. No, 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 no. But the context around it, mm. the song called Happy, clap your hands if you feel in all these various ways positive. Oh, I guess a room without a roof is just like free or happy. I don't know. Mm. But it's the context around it that it makes no sense. Right. And it's ineffective on its own. Okay. Surrounded by everything else, it is effective. Right. At least in terms of me understanding what it means. Okay. The lyric you've just presented to me mm. is a bad lyric. Mm. It's effective to me because I pretty much instantly knew the intent, at least in my opinion. Right. Okay. I think I know exactly what he means by that. In your and I opinion. Knew well, of course, I can't know. He's not here to ask. Mm. But I'm pretty confident that I know exactly what he means by it. Okay. And I knew it instantly. Okay. So that's why I'm finding it difficult to bridge the gap because you got nothing from it. No. My life is a roller coaster inside a maze. That's self evident. It's but apparently it's not. The, it's the fact that the <laughs> metaphor is not. Um, yeah, it's a bad metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad metaphor. But it, it's still like, clear I, what it I means. I accept, okay, you say that's the meaning. I'm, I'm willing to accept that that's the yeah. meaning. But the metaphor is still too clumsy for me. I can't, like. I, yeah, but you knew its intent, though. But you didn't know its intent. No. That's the, that's the interesting thing about this. Is it? Yeah. Could you ever read something and you go, right, it's clear what they were going for, mm. but like it makes no sense. Okay. You get that all the time, right? Yeah. This is an example of that, surely. Right. But it's badly done. So I feel, well, that, that's, that's, I, I feel like Whenever you say I knew what they were going for implies that it was badly done. Well, right. I knew what you were going for. Okay. Right. Implies Oh, that- I, th- I thought you meant like it was deliberately obtuse. It's no, like, no, well, no, no. Well, no, okay. I, I sort of through its obtuseness, I've... I've gain something no it's like I don't know you're reading a bad like metaphor about death and it's it, you know it's the lexicon is is weak and you know the, the metaphors are kind of um, cliched or whatever mm. you go but I know what he's doing I right. just don't think he's doing it well right okay but you didn't get you didn't get that gut level oh I know what he's going for not really that's the weird thing I don't understand why it's weird because it's obvious <laughs> you say it's obvious my life is a roller coaster yeah Obvious. Yes. My life. No, no. Is... I know. I know what both then of them the, indiv- mean. Then why indiv- did you? So you, you. Okay. What I'm trying to get at is that you had zero intuition about no, the meaning of that be, lyric. Don't be. Don't be like that. What do you mean? Don't be like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. You're saying you had zero intuition. Not zero intuition. So what was your intuition then? My intuition was uh, this is I'm confused. That's not an intuition. <laughs> I suspected I didn't know what was Do happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I just gave you that sentence, mm. you'd have nothing, nothing would suggest no, pro- itself No, I could probably arrive at... Well, no, it's an intuition. Yeah. So it's instant. Yeah, arrive at an intuition. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, arrive at implies that you're thinking it through. I'm just saying, I give you that, what, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? Right. But you didn't have that. Not initially, no. What do you mean? You can't have the delayed into it. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you're asking. It's like an instinct, isn't it? It's like an instinct. Yeah. Right. (laughs) My my instinct was like, okay, I'm picturing, I'm I'm picturing how that would look physically. Mm. A roller coaster, and then around the roller coaster is a maze. Yes. What? What? Why? But my life is like that. Yeah, my life is like that. Okay, what does that say? 
but you had nothing. No, because it was just like, oh, that's a weird image. I don't get the image. <laughs> you couldn't get past the image of it. <laughs> not what the words meant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told, well, I'm that, go- that's what you, does that is you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to picture the words as an image. Well, if they're imagistic, you are, yeah. Yeah, well, that, I think that is, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you arrive at what it means. Okay. Pretty instantly. Okay. Our relationship is a car crash. You think of a car crash, and then you know what it means straight away. Yes, but that's one thing. These are two things. Oh, you get my point. No, no. <laughs> the, my confusion arose from the fact that those two, those two images <laughs> were not interacting. It was the same metaphor. Yeah. And yet both components of the metaphor existed separately. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is, is this one thing or is this two things? Well, it's one thing because it's a roller coaster inside it's of a, a maze. It's a roller coaster inside of a maze, but the maze and the roller coaster are not interacting. Well, the, what it's in one is in the other. So, like, yeah, but like, so. But that's kind of an interaction, isn't it? Like, there's a, pr- a proximal. Like we are in interactivity. Like we are in a house right now. You're so, well, because there's inter- no like you're spat out into the maze or like you, I'm not interacting with the house. Well, you're I'm in it, aren't you? I'm in the house, but I'm yeah. not interacting with it. Well, you you are interacting with it. You're sitting in it. Yeah, but I'm not like you're amongst it. Okay, I'm amongst the house. Yes, but the me- like for that's you- the title of the episode. Amongst the house. I am amongst the house. I am amongst yeah. the house. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right. Fine. That that was a bad. No, fine. That was a, a okay. tiny temple level okay. metaphor. Okay. I am amongst the house. Yes. Therefore, I am interacting with the house in a sense. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. The maze, like. What I am picturing is a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and then around the perimeter of the roller coaster is the perimeter of the maze. So give me that paper. Let me draw what I see. No, because they won't mean anything to the audience. No, but I'm I'm, I'm not talking to the audience right now. I'm okay, tell to you. What, you draw it right and like talk as you do it, and I'll I'll explain what you present to me. Okay, all right. Crossing a paper so it feels Just, all analog and material. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, so we've got a roller coaster, right? Right. What does a roller coaster look like? How do you just do, do you, like? Um, how do you draw a, a like a bird's eye view of a roller coaster? A bird's eye view. Yeah. Oh god, I don't know. Just draw like um, Nessie, like okay. Nessie's humps sort of thing. Right. Okay. I'll sort of draw like there's a loop. There's a loop. And yeah. oh god, it, acid. It does that. I don't know. That looks like a race course. That doesn't look like. It looks a, like an E from where I'm sitting. Okay. Well, it's not. It's okay. a roller coaster. Okay. So that's a roller coaster, right? That's a roller coaster. There's the little X where the roller coaster supposed to be. Yes. Around this roller coaster, yeah, is the perimeter of a maze. Yeah, right? I'll leave an opening in the maze because that's what a maze is. Yes, and then the maze sort of begins, right, and then it continues. I'm not going to draw like a proper. Maze. Oh, hang on, hang on. You said it was the perimeter of the maze. Like you mean the, the perimeter, perimeter of the inner? Okay, of, yeah, the, the, of the circle inside. Yeah, the center circle. So, like, imagine you're on the outside of a maze, right? Yeah, you go in, you enter the maze. Yeah. And then you're in the maze, yes. right? And you continue being in the maze until you've reached the center of the maze. Yeah. And then you're out of the maze. And now that you're out of the maze... Well, okay. So you're... Like, well, that's an interesting... Um, are you out of the maze when you're in the center of a maze? Yeah, because you're no longer... Like, you're technically in still... Like, you're in the heart of the maze, the eye of the storm. You're... You're kind of... You're, you're, as you're, in you're, the, you're, you're, you're geographically inside the maze, you're, but you're conceptually out of it. Geographically, you're as yeah. in the maze as you can yes. get. But conceptually... But conceptually, you are... As soon as you... As, that's interesting, isn't it? The further you get into a maze, the less you're in one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guys. 
<laughs> sit down. Sit down. <laughs> we got to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> further, that's quite brilliant. That I don't know if it goes anywhere. But it, <laughs> it that, means nothing. No, but that feels like it's something really wise. Yeah. <laughs> like the further you go into a maze, it's almost like the the the, the night is darkest just before the dawn. Yeah. The furthest you go into evil, the closer you are to emerging good or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, carry on, carry okay. on. So, so no, I feel like we've peaked, honestly. <laughs> that was the peak. Okay. But we got to finish but we, this. Yeah, we have to, yeah. for the sake of sanity, we yeah. have to try and reach a conclusion. Okay, yeah. So... Until you get into a maze, the last you're in one. <laughs> Sam! Oh, sorry, go Okay, so I'm here, right? I'm on the outer perimeter of the maze. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go in this maze now. Yes. So I do that. I go into the maze. I can't complete it sincerely because I haven't done it properly. Right. But... I, so ignore the bit where I walk through the hedge. <laughs> okay, cheating. But, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just draw, badly drawn a maze. Okay. So I, I go through the maze, right? And I've I've exited into the inner... I've passed through the inner perimeter. Yeah, you're in the second tier. I'm, I'm inside... Yeah. The second circle of the maze. Yes. yes. And in that second circle is a roller coaster. In the second circle? No, well, like... Look. You're at the centre of the maze. Yeah, yes. that's like this... Yes, you're in the middle. That's the centre of the maze, yes. right? There's no more maze. There's no more maze. In that no more maze bit of the maze yeah. is a roller coaster. Yes. The roller coaster doesn't... The tracks don't go physically through the hedges of the maze. No. Or, like, through the gaps between the hedges in the maze. Yeah. They're, they're not interacting. No. They are two separate entities. Mm-hmm. That was where my confusion arose. That, the, the like, you have two components of the metaphor that are not interacting. <laughs> okay, well, give me the pen. Okay. Well, I think it's pretty clear what you drew, right? You you outlined it. Yeah. My first imagistic instinct yeah. when I hear a roller coaster inside of a maze is also that. Yes. That it's distinct from the the maze itself. Yes. There's there's a roller coaster and around it has been built a maze. Yes. Right. However, now that you brought up, it's not interacting with it. You could have the track essentially going along the line, the walkway. Okay. Those in that instance, the yeah. two components would be interactive. They're interactive, yeah. However, yeah, it does. The roller coaster is taking precedent because when you're on a roller coaster, you're on a set track. Yes, when yeah, the maze is irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Like at that the, point. The, the maze is still decoration. Yes. In fact, yeah, it's just decoration at that point. Yeah. Because like you can't choose which direction you go. You're you're stuck on that roller coaster. Yeah. Or. If you're like walking through the maze, mm-hmm. you have to be very careful of the roller coaster that's like hurtling towards you. Yeah, again, my so my first instinct was it's at the center of the maze. Yeah, and yeah, there's no lo- it doesn't logically work because there's no symbiotic relationship. Yeah, right? which for a metaphor to work, yeah, it, no, has it, to be. it never worked. It doesn't work really in either instance. I don't think. But okay. that was my first instinct. Right now that we're talking about the tracks running along the walkway, mm. my instinct is that that's probably what he meant you to envision. Right? I see. That's, so, again, it's just hyperbole. It's like, not only am I on a track that I can't control, mm. it's also in a fucking maze. I can't, so I really don't know I where I'm going. I can't even see where this track is yeah, going. don't even know where I'm going. Okay. Which All makes, right, that, okay, yeah, that works a bit, a bit more. more. Yeah. yeah, again, so still not a great yeah, metaphor. Because like if you're just on but, a roller coaster, you can see where you're going. Yeah, generally, yeah. But, like, if you're in a, in a maze, like, no, yes. that path is obscured. So yeah. not only is this a fucking up-and-down and all-around affair, Yeah, God knows where I'm even going to end up. Right, yeah. Still, it's it's like still some... in a maze, probably, but who knows for how long. Right, yeah. So it's just hyperbolic. Okay. Isn't it? But, yeah, so that's what it is. It's like, not only am I on a roller coaster, it's also in a maze. Right. That's inside a prison. 
that's in a desert. You know, yeah. like, again, it's just kind of inflating. In a, in a Chinese finger trap. In a Chinese finger trap, yeah. Or one of those weird Japanese boxes that you, like, have to pull a panel in a certain order. To, yes, yeah. Which is a bit clunky as a lyric. A bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they have a proper name that yeah. would be less clunky, but, yeah. Inside the, the mind of a dying dog with Asperger's. Oh, right? <laughs> oh no. Unrelated. Okay. It happens to have Asperger's, and it is also dying. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's not dying of Asperger's. You, I don't think you can die of Asperger's. No. But, um, but it's interesting, because even as... Both our first impressions were identical. That it was a yes. rollercoaster at the centre of a maze. Which does beg the question, maybe, oh, here we go, obligatory, yeah. interact for fuck's sake, audience. What was your right. first impression when you heard that? Yeah. Because our first impression was identical. Was that, but like, even so, I, I kind of still got what he was driving at. Okay. But you didn't. No. It, it, this does lock in to, like, I think how we differ a little bit. Okay. Because you are a lot more um, technical okay. than me. And so, like, the fact that it didn't work actually obscured your impression of yeah. what he was going for. You're, Whereas I'm like, I got it. It yeah. didn't work. Do like, you know what I mean? That's not just as a writer, but generally speaking, I think you're more... Um, Abstract, I suppose. Yeah, you're yeah. more inclined to... Poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the whole thing with the leftovers, let the mystery be. You subscribe to that philosophy a bit more than I do. Yes. You're willing to have things not be explained to you right. for the sake of poetic resonance. Or things just not... Lyrics not make sense. Or lyrics or, not yeah. make sense. Like Whereas, as long as it, it's... Com- um, creating a mood yeah. or yeah, something. And I'm not opposed to that. No, you're just less that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of need my metaphors to make sense. Well, I prefer my metaphors to make sense. Of course, yeah. Um, Sometimes, I don't know. No, I know. The point is, this didn't make sense to me, therefore I didn't understand it. I mean, as a writer, if it was like I was collaborating on a song and I was presented with that lyric, it'd be, get out my face. Yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah, I'm all for, when I'm writing, I do like things to have an internal logic to them. Actually, yeah. I, I Maybe I should have got up the lyrics for the song um, or should have written more of them down just yeah. to give it a bit more context. Yeah. But the song's called Tsunami. Oh, God. Yeah. The tsunami through a roller coaster. The tsunami through a roller coaster throughout a maze. But like, I think even within the song, most of the lyrics are kind of like the tidal wave's about to hit me or something like that. Yeah, okay. Like, like it's 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 building on the theme of, of a tsunami. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, there's a we're on a roller coaster yeah. in a maze. It's a badly written song. Uh, do you have another question or is there, are you out of questions? Oh, yeah. Should I have another question? Do you have another question? I don't. Should I? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay, what should we move on to? <laughs> Should we do? Do you want? Should we talk about Tanahisi Coates again? Oh, what's he done now? <laughs> well, he wrote a Captain America comic. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, that depicted, essentially depicted, Jordan Peterson as Red Skull. Yes. Yes. Jordan Peterson himself is aware of this. Um, he is. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the video? Is it Christopher something? Who now? Chris, there's like a... Oh, Williamson? Jordan Peterson, yeah. Williamson. Chris Williamson. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Peterson reacts to Red Skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, where he asks him the question directly and he's like, yeah, I'm aware of it. Yeah. I've had a bit of fun with it. Which is nice that he's, um, like, he's clearly shocked by it. He yeah. says as much. He's like, I couldn't believe... It's actually unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I yeah. could not believe what I was seeing. Not just that someone... It's not a direct quote from him now, but like, not just that someone conceived this, but the fact that it happened. Yeah. Like, people allowed this to happen. Yes. But he's, like, like a fan of his created, like, merchandise, which they're now selling. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the Hail Hydra logo, yeah. but it's a lobster. Hail so, yeah. lobster. Hail Was lobster. it, like, clean your room, behave clean yourself? Clean your room. 
It might just be clean your room, hail lobster. Or uh, hail lobster, like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Or don't be mean, or something. Yeah, something know. really basic. And yeah, just, yeah. Um, but like all of the proceeds are going to charity. Yeah, and like I think he's been like poking fun of Marvel on Twitter a little bit, or just like you know. Oh yeah, he's like, kind of he's uh, yeah he's uh, owning it. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's owning that that yeah uh, supervillain, which thing. is nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I hope that. Well, it's good that he ha- he's healthy minded enough now to have a laugh about it. Yeah, that this isn't degree. just like fuel for the fire that is yeah. the hell that he's been going through over yes. the past few um past while now. Which should probably explain I get if listeners don't know who any of these people are. Oh, go on. I then. mean that that is a possibility. Yeah. That's it for the people who listen to us probably not. But uh Tanahisi Coates we brought him up before he he's a black writer for the Atlantic mm. and he's written a Black Panther comic um or comics and he the the new series of Watchmen was essentially inspired by his writings. He's now writing a new Superman film. Yeah. And he is a very woke lefty mm. uh, who said that he smoked... When 9-11 happened, he smoked pot um, on his apartment roof and watched with indifference as the towers burned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's that guy. And then Jordan Peterson is a Canadian clinical psychologist who... You'll know who Jordan Peterson is, but, yeah. but if you haven't listened to him or know his thing... Mm. He basically just talks about chaos and order a lot and about self-determination and kind of finding meaning in life and contributing to the world. That's yeah. kind of his thing. He's sort of like um, a self-help guru of the utmost caliber. 12 Rules for Life. Yeah, he wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. Yeah, and which is sort of... Which is what's, yeah. Yeah, they the play comic. on that in the comic. There's yeah. the, the pan- one of the panels that... Um, are, are used as kind of like the poster. Yeah. This is what we mean. It's Red Skull on like the internet. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize, I, I've got no idea because I don't know any, I know very little about comics yeah, same. and I know nothing about Captain America. Yeah. I thought Red Skull was a villain in the 1940s. I didn't realize he was also, he also yeah. shows up in the modern day. I don't know. I mean, I guess I assume that because he is the main Captain America villain. Yeah. I guess they just recontextualize the characters. Yeah. And obviously, that's what they've done. Now. Yeah, like because the modern Nazi is is Jordan Peterson, yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And yeah, on the screen it says ten rules for life. Yes, which you said was infuriating. That's the, that's the most annoying thing because it, it's the cowardice of it. Yeah, it's just like because they probably could get sued if they did. 12 if they rules said for twelve life. rules for life, yeah. then they would be they could be done for libel. Yeah, and Jordan Peterson could go. This is clearly yeah modeled after me, but because yeah. they used 10, ten instead of twelve, the, the intent is there, but. They can get away with Plausible it. Plausible deniability. Yes. It's like, oh, do you also have a book? It's oh, such cowardice. Well, you you say twelve and we say ten, so yeah. they can't be the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and underneath that is chaos and order. Yeah, I think, and then underneath that is the feminist trap, and underneath that is, or like the wise words of Karl Luger or something. Basically, a guy whose philosophies inspired the Nazis. Right. And then there's another bit of the comic where Captain America is talking to somebody, and he says like, "Oh, we all need." Like something to an icon, something to aspire to. Yeah, I found the shield. You found the badge. They found the skull. He tells them that um, the world is doing. They're hard done by by yeah. the world, and they need to make a difference. Yeah, so it's it's clearly taking a pot shot at Peterson. So yeah, that's underhanded. The fact yeah. that they're being so blatant in the comparison, but yeah. like not blatant enough. It's like they're behind a bulletproof glass. Yeah, exactly. What can you do, Jordan Peterson? Yeah, yeah. But the other underhanded thing about it is that Jordan Peterson's demographic, the demographic that he appeals to, mm. typically mm. is young men, right? Yeah, like, like young 20-somethings. Yeah, by his own admission as well. He's like, these young men 
Like that, he's never aimed it at them, but that appears to be who that, is, those are the yeah, people yeah. that yeah, that's it's landing listening with. to him because yeah. they're the people who well, they're the white white men are the ones who have been told constantly that they're the problem in the world. That's the thing. So of course, like we live, we live, we live in a society, yeah. but we live in a world where like there's all this push for oh, we need to hear black voices, we need to hear we we male we male voices. Uh, trending on Twitter today was hashtag um, oh, was it D? Oh, I wasn't destroying. Something whiteness. Oh, right. De, like deconstructing, something like that. Right, okay. Getting rid of whiteness. Yeah. And the whole, to be fair, it was mostly people saying this is blatant racism. Okay. But the, the, the kind of, the, the sophistry of it is, when we say whiteness, it doesn't mean skin colour. Whiteness is an idea of how you conduct yourself. Okay, we'll get back, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, I'll just, as you talk, I'll quickly check what it, what it exactly was. Oh, is. right, okay. But yeah, um... Because there's all this push at the moment in the media, it's like we need to hear black voices, Asian voices, female voices. Yeah. Sort of simultaneously, they're kind of, there's this almost like suppression of, it's like men, move out of the way. Yeah. Move out of the way so women can be heard, you know? Um, yes. So as a result, because a lot of young 20-something men feel like they're not being, their voices are not being heard, mm-hmm. and because they feel like everything that they like is being how oh, was the word like co-opted not co-opted what was like repurposed and so like for example um if you were like a like a nerdy guy in your 20s oh, okay. or your 30s okay. like uh, do- like doctor who yeah it's like the female doctor with all of this like you know yes all of these messages that they're throwing in well it's been claimed by an ideology yeah isn't it? star yeah. wars has done it star trek did it a little bit as well yeah. i think like all of these like primary fandoms that are like predominantly occupied yeah. by young men yeah. or you know, middle-aged men yeah. are all starting to turn towards feminism and yes. you know infected like, if, infected yeah. sure we'll use that word yeah. um so yeah not only do they feel like they're not being appealed to but it feels like the stuff that they like is being taken from them yeah and so jordan peterson like he's sort of filling that gap for them a little bit well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just telling young, young men, you do have a purpose. Yeah. Life is better with you in it. Yeah. And you need to make the best of yourself and the world. Yes. Like a very... But because the thing, whenever he talks about this in interviews, he always breaks down. Because he says, I can't believe that they've never been told this. Mm. Like, they, no one has ever said this to them. Yeah. So that, that's what it is, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Were you about to say? Because I was going to finish... It, it's not trending anymore, but it was essentially destroying whiteness or like de... Right. Yeah. Okay. Deconstructing white. Yes. Like so that. yeah. So those men, yeah. young men, middle-aged men, whatever, that mm. like Star Wars, that like Doctor Who, that like blah blah blah. Yeah. Those people and Gamergate, like that was the first big. Yeah, Gamergate thing, as well. You know, those people. Yeah. Also, stereotypically, because I don't personally, but stereotypically, yes, they like comic books. Yeah, I don't really. I don't they know read comic who, books. Yeah. They read probably this Captain America comic book. Mm. So it's almost as if they're attacking what they perceive to be the like Jordan Peterson's fan base. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know that guy that you like that tells you that everything's okay and you're mm-hmm. actually wanted? You know he's actually a Nazi, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't know who the main audience, because ideally it's children, isn't it? But yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, there could be an element to that as well. They could be yeah. sort of like, before, oh, quickly, before they find yeah. Jordan Peterson. Before you're radicalized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's tell him that he's, he's a Nazi. Yeah. So that when they find him, they'll go, oh, you're actually like Red Skull. This is the really frustrating thing because with Tanahisi Coates, we quite liked Watchmen, the show, right? It had its problems. Yeah, it, it, the ending was a bit. And flaccid. the ending was rubbish, but but not for the, not for political reasons. No, 
uh, just like on the, story level. Is it the sixth episode where it sort of tells the backstory of the first superhero and like yeah yeah it's sort of he was actually black and, yeah it yeah. changes his backstory yeah. like that that's the the the, the thesis dog. yeah yeah no but I was gonna say like if you are hating Watchmen oh right yeah for its politics that's like the 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 main thing the zenith like, of the yeah, yeah like oh how fucking yeah. dare you well, we love that episode. that was a great episode yeah we yeah, love that we, episode we, do really we love didn't it. have a problem with politics no it was the old line that was annoying but other than yes. that. Um, and yeah, it was a flaccid ending, which we didn't like. Yeah, and Reza Aslan, he kind of he write, he's a cultural commentator. He writes about Islam a lot. He's it's fam- he's famous for a like a debate with Sam Harris where he said, "See, I talk about these things because I haven't I have an expertise in these things, hmm. and it, it's not like a cocky sort of shut right. the fuck up okay. kind of thing." And he was an advisor on the Leftovers, okay. another Damon Lindelof thing. Hmm. And I really love both those shows, but I fucking hate the people that, like, <laughs> they, they that were them. in the DNA of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird because the counterculture, comic books, all that, got appropriated as culture. Yeah. Like the dominant culture. And now that has been infected with the wokeness. Yes. It's, it must be so annoying. Yeah. If you are really, if you're a really hardcore gamer or a hardcore, Yeah, everything being yeah. systematically yeah. taken from you. Yeah. And like there are, there are examples of, you know, some do it better than others. Mm-hmm. But like Star Wars, does that was like mishandled quite badly. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who has been mishandled. Like Doctor Who was not in a great place anyway. No. But that's been mishandled terribly. Yeah. So it's not just like, it, it's sort of like, it's a, like <laughs> you're associating like, oh, the fact that, you know, this franchise is now female led or female dominated. Yeah. The problem is those, those stories aren't good. Mm. So even if you're politically aligned, even if you're okay with like introducing women into those properties, the fact that the material is shit, yeah, it, you're associating the fact that it's shit yes. and the fact that it's female led, yeah, you know. See the thing, like uh, we would squarely be placed in the camp of the comic book readers and the geeks and the nerds and all that, yeah. And uh, you know, I often poke fun at fanboys and hmm. you know, I, I I do have a dislike for that level of well obsession with a th- like. Because as much as I love films and all that, I don't have that gear in me. Mm. I don't become obsessed with things in that way. Yeah, and I, you know, they're fun to poke fun at and, and gamers and all that. It, yeah. it is fun, and there is an unhealthy dimension to some elements of all that stuff. It can be, yeah. but if it comes to you side with all the freaks and the geeks and the feminists, yeah, I will stand at the front of that that geek <laughs> army to take those harpies down. No one can hurt them but yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, because here's the thing. It's well-meaning, good-spirited ribbing. Okay. I don't hate these people. I, I like to prod fun at them. Right. Partly because I see myself in them a bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I know I could be like that. Yeah. If I, but they hate them. Yes. The, the feminists, all that lot. Yeah. They hate these people. Like, not just like, oh, we don't like you. It's like, you are the source of all my misery. Yeah. And it must be so fucking annoying that the people who hate you are now in charge of your content. Yeah. Oh, it's just infuriating. Infuriating. Yeah. I'm just. I'm really glad that nothing I love has been taken in that way. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because I, I guess I'm not a genre guy, so I don't really. No. What would be? What would be like a thing that, like something that they could take from you? Not not trying to give them ideas or anything, <laughs> but. I don't know because again, I'm not a genre per, like su- superhero stuff, sci-fi, fantasy. There are film individual bits of content that I enjoy mm. but I like dramas you know so there's yeah. like there's there are obviously a lot of dramas with that stuff in it like the, but the, I don't really know how you could feminize Breaking yeah, Bad I was gonna say it, they're yeah. not gonna do like an all-female reboot of Mystic River 
exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are you trying to appeal to here? Yeah, I don't... There's nothing I like that much. I suppose if they did, like, an Only Fools and Horses reboot where they were criticizing what it used to be. What Del, or, Del yeah, Boy in. That would wind me up. Yeah. That would wind me up. But, you know, touch wood, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of... The thing that I don't like about it is the underhandedness of it. Like, yeah. Like, talking yeah. about, like, like people don't don't agree with Jordan Peterson. Mm. Okay. Like, that's, yeah. that's natural given the field that he's occupying at the moment. Yeah. It's the fact that... Don't be a fucking pussy about it. Yeah, it's the fact yeah. that they're, they're being so blatant while also making sure that they can't be, yeah. like, you know, we have plausible deniability. Yes. And it's the fact that it seems to be... I don't know whether this was intentional or not, mm-hmm. but it does. The, it's almost like they're targeting, A, his actual audience, mm-hmm. and B, his, like, potential audience. Well, yeah. Like, men who would grow into Jordan Peterson fans. It feels like these comics, uh, mm-hmm. all these comics appeal to them, so let's... Let's get them while they're young. You well, know? that's the thing. I, I don't know like, what the ideology, if you like, of the comic book reading demographic is. Like mm. with gaming, Gamergate clearly revealed that gamers don't do that shit. Yes. Even though that is a strand in gaming, mm. the feminist trans games and all yeah. that. Generally, gamers are just kind of like, they're, they're, they're trolly and they're like, nah, I'm, fuck that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'll... In a way, old-fashioned conservative. <laughs> but I don't know what that is for comic books. In, th- in other words, like I don't know whether that now is the only people who read comic books are Wokies who just I really who, don't who like making Spider-Man uh, Latino or, and making yeah. Captain America a woman. and Not Thor a woman, rather. Thor. Captain America's gay, isn't he? Yeah, because that's yeah. the thing. They've been doing this for a while. There have been like, you know, oh... Thor is a woman now, Captain America's gay now, Spider-Man's yeah. Latino now. Like, yeah. that's been going on for years. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, people who read comic books have just become desensitized to that, mm. or whether they're still trying to fight the good fight, as it were. Yeah. And they're just, you know, losing. I, mean, I, I don't know. Who reads comic... I, I think I've met one person in my life who reads comic books. I really don't know. That, like, like, they're not a thing, really, are they? Well, like, uh, in terms of, like, a collector's item, yeah. I can see that. Like, oh, yeah. You sort of, Old like, comic books. Yeah, like, you keep reading the collection. Yeah. Um, but in terms of someone who keeps up... Like, it's... It, I mean, gaming is an expensive hobby, but, like, comic books... Yeah. That can that racks up as well, doesn't it? Yeah. It takes up space and... I don't know. But it is everywhere. I mean, I, I just think the basic foundations of things are going to... They're the things that are going to crumble next. Yeah. Because, like, when I go on Google, mm. right? If I Google, can you change your gender? Mm. What I want Google to tell me is no. Mm. Like, I'm not... Like, I'm more for balance. I don't want yeah. to say no when it's fucking stupid. Like, it, it could say... Um, I've written down an example for myself. Uh, there, there are those that view transgenderism as the next civil rights frontier mm. and like no judgment or anything just very objectively explaining what it is mm. but if I google can you change your gender I wanted to tell me no mm. you can't actually change your gender yeah. if you google can you change your gender it will not say that no no maybe somewhere buried in there but most is um, how can we help you begin your gender reassignment process? Right. So I don't want that from Google. <laughs> right. I want my encyclopedia yeah. to tell me the facts. See, I really don't know what it means. Like, when, like, the fact that, like, you Google Google. You Google yeah. Google. No, you're not Googling Google. You're Googling. Google, Google. I think um, the internet explodes if you do that, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Divide by zero. Google yeah. Google. Um, yeah, the fact that Google is, like, it starts by saying, like, how can we assist you on your mm. journey? I don't know whether that's saying that, like, 
this is bigger than we think it is. Because our, our thoughts have always been that, like, there's obviously there's the, the people who are on the opposite side of the political spectrum to this who don't like it. And mm. then you've got the people who are on that side and they do like it. But in between is the silent majority yeah. who really don't care and just want everybody to just calm down yes. and just have a cup of tea and let's just get back to doing things that we like yeah. and stop, you know, acting as though everyone is a villain. Yeah, that's what we are. We are just the unsilent majority. Yes. That's what we are. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, the fact that Google is sort of, like, skewing towards, like, oh, yeah, of course, changing your gender. Yeah, of course, let's do that. That's how it works, though. But is it just because they're louder? Or is it because there's more of them than we realise? I don't think there's... No, I mean, it's engineered. I think it's a social, kind of, socially engineered. I think it's... Obviously, you hear the loudest people, Hmm. the loudest voices, and that creates the impression uh, of a false majority. Okay. I don't think most black people support Black Lives Matter. Mm. But you won't hear you won't hear many saying that. You won't that. hear their voices. No. Yeah. I genuinely think that. I think if you did a poll, I think well they did. It was like sixty percent they asked sixty not sixty percent. They asked they asked black Americans, um, is racism holding you back? Or something like that. Mm. And sixty percent said no. Right. And that is a majority. Yeah. You know? Even if forty is still pretty high, like unfortunately high. Yeah. Sixty is still a majority that don't majority, think. Yeah. So yeah, you just don't hear those people. Mm. That's all. I do um, feel bad for them. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean for that to sound condescending. I don't know if that sounds condescending. No, I do as well. I I you know, um like I said, well, we we do I guess it just depends how thin skinned you are. Mm. But I would be annoyed if I if my skin colour was expected to connote a whole set of beliefs. Yeah. You know? That yeah. is racism, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know? And like um I, I I think we said around about the time of the election. Like all of the all of the people, all of the um, Latino people, and all of the black people who voted mm. for Trump, yeah, they just don't seem to exist in the eyes of the media or the eyes of the left. No, or, no, you know, like was it Florida? Like there was a massive, like Trump won oh, like Florida. Latino vote. For, yeah, he won Florida yeah. based on the Latino votes. Yeah. like so many people were in support of him. Yeah, and it was treated as like this freak anomaly. More minority because obviously the headline was Biden more votes for Biden than any other vote in human history. Yeah. But Trump had the second highest amount of votes in human yeah, history. Yeah, Trump is like second it, on that chart. But yeah. not even that year when he lost, he still had the second highest number of votes. Oh, I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's because there are more people to vote or more people do vote. But yeah, yeah and the he up he his vote was higher than the last time. Mm. And the only reason he got more votes was because more minorities voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Which is just kind of brilliant in its own way, isn't it? The Joe Biden, everything that was said about Trump over those past few years, and Joe Biden won on the white vote. It's so funny. The minority and, and the fact that they've had to, to Trump. Uh, they've had to keep building the wall. <laughs> Genuinely, right, okay. Yeah, they were. They said, "Oh, yeah, we're stopping that," and it's been such a massive problem. I didn't people, even know the wall was going ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not okay. like at the scale. Of, yeah, yeah. There is a wall being built, but like people are rocking up at the border with Joe Biden T-shirts. All oh, right. Like, let me in, Joe. Hey, Joe, let me. In. <laughs> Uh, but yeah and there there are more children in cages as that was the headline than there were under Trump right it's just all these ironies it's so delicious but the fact that nobody yeah is eating them no (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway that's I guess the cultural rant of the yeah of the fortnight yeah that that's kind of again just but I'm I'm happy that Peterson is taking it in good spirits yeah and his daughter and and his daughter as well it's 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 horrible that they keep having to be subject to this Mm -hmm. but as he said himself that like so long as he behaves himself quote unquote yeah the narrative always flips in his favor 
Well, yeah, I mean, there was that great, um, I think in maybe kind of someone had edited together a clip of him talking about the Red Skull thing. Mm. And they ended with him on the Joe Rogan podcast saying, I found a way to monetize leftists. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah, They made him a millionaire. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But yeah, like so long as he sort of shows that he's not the Nazi that they claim he is, people get who the villain is, you know? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But like, as in like when 1945, almost 80 years, only 80 years after World War II, that we can throw Nazi around I know. such abandon. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the Nazi. idea, is that Nazi meant something once. A very call, specific If thing, it called, yeah. no, just like as an insult. Oh, like yeah, If you yeah, call yeah. somebody a Nazi, that carried like heavy yeah. implications. Now it I doesn't mean anything. I would, I don't know whether my bias is to kind of always be reticent, but I feel like I'd have to talk with someone for a long time before getting to the point where I go, I think you might be a Nazi. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, they were walking around saying Heil Hitler. Like, oh, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. But otherwise, like, an examined... I'd have to really examine what they thought. Like, mm. is any of this trolling or, like, yes. being alt-right? Yeah, exactly, of, yeah. To actually level, you know... But no, you don't even have to do that now. You, don't have you to just that. have to say something. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like you just have to say anything and it's I, wrong. I want to just throw one... It's completely unrelated, but one positive... One bit of lining into this cloud silver okay. lining it's, I think it was the Satellite Awards recently um, all the nominations came out and I, th- I said this to you but I just want to share it with the audience as well uh, a bit of optimism mm. uh, an actress called Erin Moriarty was nominated for The Boys in the category of Best Young Performer Okay, and she's 26 Oh, so that okay. made me feel like ah oh, I still have time <laughs> Yay, <laughs> I still yeah. have time to do things remember when um because you and I have, like, had a writing partnership for quite a while. Like, we met in yeah. secondary school, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, sort of, like, just over halfway through. Yeah. And then w- it wasn't long before, When we like, were, like, 15, 16. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. long before, like, oh, we have mutual interests. And, yes. Oh, yeah, let's maybe make this a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when we were talking about, like, going to university? And we were like, I don't even know if it's worth going to uni because we might have to leave. <sighs> yeah. Because our scripts are so good that we'll just be getting jobs left, right, and I center. remember writing in a notepad. I guess that must have been... 14 something like that yeah the like all my films and their release dates and they were like six films yeah and like two or three years apart or something and i think i've passed the last one on the list <laughs> right <laughs> i don't think it ever got to 2021 okay it was like 2014 this film 2016 yeah this film. i don't think it ever got to, i never looked that far ahead no yeah, it's funny how that works like i when i was young when i was younger than that yeah. um friend i had at the time we were both it was sort of around the time I got into Sonic the Hedgehog. We were both huge fans. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, we'd like to make a game. Like, that. Like, right. you know, we'll, we'll make a, our own Sonic game. Maybe we could pitch it to Zega. Mm. You know, so, no understanding of how mm. anything works. And Is I re- it pronounced Zega? Zega, Okay. Yeah. okay. It's a, uh, not a palindrome. It's shortened. It's a, it's a short. Oh, it's so like blah, blah, Zega. Uh, sensational Games, it stands for. Zega. Sensational, sensational Games. Sensational Games. Yeah. S-E-G-A. Sensational Games. So why is it Zega? Because Sensational S-E, Games, G-A. But Sensational is S, not Z. No, S-E. Yeah, S. Okay, Sega. No, 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 Sega. you've always said Zega. Yeah. And I, I just assume that's like how you, like Barcelona, like that, that's how you're supposed to pronounce <laughs> right, it. Right, okay. But is it, or is it Sega? I don't know. Okay, all right. Yeah, maybe. It uh, doesn't matter. I've, yeah, you, I've you've said it so consistently, I just assumed I've been getting it wrong. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, I don't know. Okay. I say Sega. Say it again. Sega. One more time. Sega. 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 Or Sega. Sega. Sure, it's Sega. I what are you saying? <laughs> are you saying like with a Z or with an S? Well, it's with an S, isn't it? But I don't know yes. how the pronunciation comes across. It's coming across to me as Zega, like Zega. Zoom, Zebra, Zega. Right, okay, Zega. One more time? Zega. <laughs> I don't know whether it's just me. It, it does sound like a Z. Okay. Zega, Sega. Sega. Yes. Say that again. Sega. Just carry on. I, I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I don't even know what the point was. Oh, yeah. Um, I did, um, for fun, I did the cover art. I did yes. like cover art for the game and yeah. it was um, it was going to come out on the PS2. <laughs> okay. And go. that was like at the time even during, with my like stupid kid brain that didn't understand anything mm. that felt like a reasonable estimate. Yeah. They're like oh yeah of course it'll come out on the PS2 and yeah. now yeah PS5 we're on and all sorts. Yeah. Um, so yes that's a good thing that we're still con- technically young. Yes. Technically considered that, that is to be nice. young. Um, we'll very briefly come back to whiteness. Yes. Destroy whiteness. I'm not sure if this is a yeah. conversation we've had on the podcast or off the podcast, so apologies if we're sort of covering similar ground. We do that a lot, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry genuinely, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It is hard. Even only recording every two weeks is hard to think of But to things. be fair, every podcast or radio, sh- radio show I listen to, mm. they even tell the same anecdotes after the same, after a while. If, yeah. Because it's just like, you forget. You do. Forget. If you listen to like the Ricky Gervais podcast, they tell the same anecdote three or four times. Mm. And even forget, like, have I told this on the air? Ah, oh, I'll just do it anyway. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can apologize if you want. Okay. I just did. Oh, okay. Thank you. Go on. Carry on. Why do you say thank you? I don't know. Anyway, whiteness. Yeah. What does that mean? Whiteness. Destroy whiteness. What, what does that mean? Um, what is whiteness? To me? Or to them? I just suppose both. Well, there's no such thing as whiteness, is it? No. Like, whiteness can only apply to, like, if someone's an albino, mm. or albino, however you're supposed to say it, the whiteness of his face. Like, ju- just the, the, the sheer hue. Yeah. Like, how light the is the whiteness? Of, yeah. yeah. Other than that, nothing, right? Whiteness is not an attribute. No. You can't be... You are white. You can't go and be it. Because, like, in the context... You can't verb white. No, you can't. Like, in the context of... But that's the thing. They verb black and verb um, Asian and women. Because, like, in the context of films, Mm -hmm. it's like, these are, you know, women's stories. These are black stories. These are Asian stories. Gay stories. Gay stories. Yeah. Which implies the existence of white stories. Yeah. What is a white story? Well, I suppose the argument would be, because we are the dominant demographic mm. everything is a white story unless it's not yeah the default is yeah a film is by default a white story yeah and then if it's Moonlight it's a black story and if it's Brokeback Mountain it's a gay story and it you know right but we were talking about this because Wentworth Miller said this is what we're yeah. leading up to yeah. yeah Wentworth Miller said I don't know how long ago um, I think uh, last year oh last no, year 20, yeah last year yeah. oh right okay so new news yes so, um, but he said that he was not going to do any more Prison Break. Yeah. Because he's done doing straight stories. He's done playing straight characters because yes. their stories have been told. Their story and told. What? Told and told. That's told and told. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Told and told and yeah. told. Yeah, like that. What is a straight story? Is that just any same story? Thing. Like, same as the white thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what a straight story is, but we were talking about the necessity, the apparent necessity of if you write a gay story, mm. that means it's coming out or self-acceptance or prejudice. That's the thing, or, like, does that mean that like if 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 everything by default is a straight story? Yeah. Does it remain a straight story if a gay character is in it? Like does a gay story just have to be like a guy coming out to his conservative parents? Yeah, that's just that's 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 the all the that is the parameter of gay story. That is, yeah, the monopoly on gay stories yeah. is how hard it is in some way or another to be gay. To be gay. Yeah. But like if if they remade Prison Break and Michael Schofield was gay now. Yeah. Is it a gay story or is it a straight story that well, just happens to contain a gay character? Yeah, exactly. Like Cuz that's what like that's our ideal, but I think broadly societally speaking, that is the ideal, isn't it? That like a character could just be gay and that's like it doesn't mean anything. Well, again, it's it's the same as the like it has to connote a value. Like mm. if I was gay, I the idea that I would I can only write gay stories. Yeah. Like we said, maybe you know, it, the, the kind of the slight bias is it wouldn't instantly occur to us to make a character gay. No. Or or if we did, it would be for some reason. Yeah. Whereas realistically, the ideal is you flip a coin. And go, I'm going to make him gay. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. I'm, is this character going to be black? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It shouldn't it shouldn't or matter. Or you just write a character and then if at the casting stage I mean, like gay the, would have to be scripted, but like, yeah, in terms of race, yeah, yes. like you get to the casting stage, it's like, oh, that like Asian actor, yeah. is the best. He's the best actor. Yeah, Let's I, just make the character. I don't Asian. think I've ever written any character where I pictured them being like they have to be this race. Mm. Obviously, my default is when I write the main character in a script is that they're me, basically. Yeah. So it's a white, but guy. that's the impulse of a writer, not as a right wing white Nazi. No, but like also, if you if you write not, a script, indeed, does a casting. Uh, casting yeah so you know it was not like oh I sort of pictured a white guy when I wrote it therefore I will only allow white guys to yeah no I mean he could be Asian yeah sure yeah I mean, it, it might change one or two little things but these things shouldn't matter yeah. is the whole point yeah and and we live in such a like a melting pot culture you know we, we say that right it's like we're 14 it's like we're in school going <laughs> I know what it's like we're all equal but this is a novelty now <laughs> This is the thing that winds me up. It's like we're having conversations that you're supposed to have when you're yeah. in high school. Yeah. And like you come to the obvious conclusion, mm. racism's bad. Black, you know, black racism against white people is bad. All the racisms are bad. Yeah. But just saying this, it's a novelty. <laughs> and it, it is, it's, it's infantilizing because like we, we're better than this. Like we shouldn't have to that's be the having thing. These I, I don't even know if what we're saying is, cons- like I don't even know if that's grounds to get us in trouble. <laughs> Or what? Just like, you know, the fact that like, oh, it should be incidental. Yeah, it is, yeah. But that's like... Because the, 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 the social I've goal... Heard, I've heard people say that, yeah. yes, it should be incidental. It shouldn't matter. Like, why yeah. Why does a, like a normal, quote-unquote, normal story have mm. to contain a straight white guy? That, that Those roles should be filled by everyone. Mm. But is, I've also seen people say, but like, no, you can't... Yeah. Like, just the fact that you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not supposed to see... Well, the, the, you're not the, supposed to, you know. Yeah, know. the societal goal, right, was colorblindness. Yeah. But now I, that is considered naive, mm. you know? Yeah. But it's only naive because people are telling people that, that it's naive. Yes. That's the only thing that, it is naive. Going around now saying, we, oh, no, it's fine, I'm colorblind, is naive because mm. you've been prodded to think and think and think about race. Mm. I was reading a thing earlier and someone said, um, it might have been the Wentworth Miller story, said, I remember watching films, you know, Will Smith. Uh, it never once occurred to me 
They're like, oh, do I prefer this actor because he's white or this yeah. actor because he's black or because they're gay or because it's a woman? Yeah. I never thought about it. And now I'm just being told to think about it constantly. Yeah. And then but, I'm also being told, Freeman, but I'm also being told off for thinking about it. But Morgan Freeman said it on a show. They were like, how do we cure racism, basically? And he mm. said, stop talking about it. Yeah. Just stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, to me, that that old school white kids and black kids walking hand in hand that is the ideal mm. it's the mlk i have a dream thing mm. i think that they got he got it right yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't agree that that just breaking people down into these groups is progress no it, it is as simple as don't judge people on the color of their skin or the sexuality you judge people by the content of their character mm. it is a simple it is genuinely as simple as that yes so we thought but no, but it's it's fake complexity. Yeah, it's false complexity. You know, but that is the worst thing about it. Is I just feel like I'm having a conversation that I had when I was yeah. 14 years old. Yeah, you know? and it's like the fact that everyone is. Yeah, but like I I don't know because like a lot of people like social media mm-hmm. is dominated. I'm talking about like social media stars now. Mm-hmm. Those people like Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Um, the the people who kind of like are, are in that world, mm-hmm. they're all high schoolers anyway. High schoolers in their thirties, they yes. still act as though they're in high school. Like they yeah. are. Well, um, culture is a high school. Culture is a high school. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're kind of setting the example for people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a, like that says anything. Like oh, because social media stars are now the biggest influence over yeah. culture, and especially out like children. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like juvenile behavior and attitudes is sort of trickling down to them mm. which is why we're having we're still having these conversations well into our 20s and our 30s and right. our 40s yeah um yeah i don't know whether that explains why we're having these or whether it is just that for whatever reason it's sort of like i don't know maybe maybe like almost condescending it's like right you clearly don't understand that you're being racist right now so let me bring it down a few levels so that you yeah. understand why you're wrong you know? I, I think the wokeness for lack of a better term in culture isn't necessarily a sign of arrested development though i do think we live in an arrested development culture well just the fact that like marvel films marvel, like superhero that, films yeah. are the biggest thing going we've though, talked you know? about that ad nauseum that yeah. you know it's yeah it is an infantilized culture I think the wokeness thing, obviously there's loads of different prongs. I think it's it comes from the universities, obviously, mm. the kind of the French uh, radical theorists of the 60s. Yes. That's where it starts. But then you've also got um, politicians break people down into, because if they say, right, black people, you're oppressed, I will be your president, mm. it's a way of getting a voting block. Yeah. In a very practical sense, that's why they do that. Mm. And also fundamentally, victimhood is attractive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just easy to walk around thinking that... Other people are the problem. Right. Yeah. Like, if they just gave me a chance... Yes. They'd see that I'm I'm. I'm but the system's better. against me, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, who's the racist? Oh, no, it's not like one... It's the system. Yeah. Because that's the thing. The, the whole idea of systemic racism is it doesn't actually require a single racist individual in it. No, yeah. It's just the thing is racist. Yeah. Vague nonsense. <laughs> um, well, you can't fix something that vague, can you? Exactly. That sign must remain a victim because there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. What's you know? the problem? Oh, it's like in the air, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, something smells. Uh, Ooh. 
<laughs> that sounded really racist. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I meant as in like the ideology stinks. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't mean black people smell. <laughs> yeah. um, Are they dirty, Sam? Is that what you're saying? Ape-like, Simeon. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But back to quickly back to the Wentworth Miller gay thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I was trying to think of a show that had a bisexual main character. Can you think of one? Not off the top of my head. They're, they're, they're out there, aren't they? There's got to be one. A show, like, we must have watched a show with a bisexual lead. Almost certainly. Yeah. Especially, like, modern shows. I mean, you've watched all the television ever. I have, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a shared yeah. thing. I really don't know. I really don't know. I'm not saying that they don't exist. The point being that if a character was incidentally bisexual, would that make it a bisexual story? What what, what percentage of the thing needs to be about their sexuality to count it in, to add it to that section of the the DVD story? Oh, I suppose Torchwood. That's not like a shared thing that we have. Okay, yeah. But like Captain Jack, he's Pan, isn't he? He'll fuck anything. I, I still need to be the difference between pan and bi still needs to be thoroughly explained. Okay, to me. I, yeah, I think but, pa- I think bi because I always thought bi was you choose like it's a guy or a girl. You you can have both. You're attracted to both. Yeah, you're attracted to both. But apparently, it's not bi is anything because like it has to now accommodate for all the other twenty thousand genders. Is that what it is? Is is it because bisexual the scene is conforming to the gender binary? So because we don't believe gender is binary anymore, mm. you can't be bisexual. No, you can't too. No, you can be bisexual. But bisexual now, instead of just meaning men or women... Surely the whole idea of a bisexual in the modern... No, it does. Thinking of things. it's built into the the etymology of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Surely in in the new... What's the word I'm thinking of here? World order? (laughs) Not not the new world order. Um, In the new academy, as it were, bisexual is a contradiction. Because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It conforms to a gender binary. It's yes. there, bi. Yeah, bi. Exactly. So, like I said, built into the etymology. Of yeah. It. So surely that it is an it's a a derogatory term. To call no, because they've expanded it now. But it would still be derogatory if you say you're bisexual. Say, oh, so you're saying there are only two genders. The whole idea yeah. of being bisexual, <laughs> yes. is oppressive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the sensible. No, take. no, that's not sensible. Is it not sensible? Like, no, you're looking at the word bisexual. Oh, I'm saying like it, it, this should be an internal contradiction to yes. that. Yes, yeah, but it's not because they've expanded the definition to include any gender. Oh, oh, so bisexual now means any gender. Yeah, bisexual means any gender. So what does pansexual mean? Pansexual also means any gender, but it's more based on their personality. Whereas bisexual yeah, is right. just physical. It's the physical side. I, I always took it to mean... I mean, th- th- it's a distinction without a difference. <laughs> but I always took it to mean the bisexual, you're attracted to either gender, but that that could be shallow, it could be deep. Yeah. Pansexual, it's like, for, forget the gender, it's genderless. Yeah. There's a personality over there, I'm attracted to it. Oh, yeah. it's a woman's shape. Oh, it's a man's shape. Yes, that is. Yeah, yeah. that's pan. It's that. Fine. But that to me, that's just like, you're a bisexual with character. Well, yes. <laughs> you don't need a word for that. No. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's... Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Okay. But yeah, he's pansexual. He's pansexual. Um, and there was a lot of... There was a lot of... That was in there a lot, from as far well, as why, I know. When, did it, when was it decided he was pan? Because oh, he's always been pan. But Torchwood ended before that was even a term, right? Yeah, I don't know if pansexual... Certainly wasn't He was labelled pansexual in retrospect. But like that character from the start... Yeah. ...was into everything. 
Right, okay. So it's not like, oh, we've kind of imposed that on him after the fact. Like, yes. No, that is that is part of... So is Torchwood... It's part of that character, but it's not his only... That's not him. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's part of him. Yeah, it's not his identity. It's just a facet of So him. is Torchwood a bisexual story? That would be the question, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, again, how much percentage of it needs to be concerned with that? Yeah. For it to end up in that section like, of Like, I don't think it's ever... There might be, like, a soapy relationship drama that comes from the fact that yeah. he'll fuck anything. Yeah. Um, but even then... Does that make it a bisexual story? The episode where... Not the episode. The I think it's the final season of Peep Show, isn't it? Mm. Jeremy is sleeping with a couple. Yes. Like, both both of them. Yeah. He's sleeping with the woman and the man. Yeah. Is that season a bisexual story? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not been part it's, of the fabric of Peep Show... No, prior to that. Prior to that. But that season, that's like Jeremy's main thing, is that he's sleeping with this couple and it's... Like, the dynamics that it's creating are, like, weirding him out, him out. Yeah. But he's in it for the sex. Yes. So, yeah, is it, like, a... Is that a... Because, like, uh, David Mitchell's story has nothing to do with that. He's dealing with his kid. Yeah. So, you know? So, but uh, at least that's got it in it, as it were. Whereas, mm. is Mad Max a straight story? Yeah, that's the Is question. Mad Max Fury Road a straight that's story? That's the question, isn't it? Like, the, like, is every story that doesn't have a gay character in it straight? Yeah. yeah. Or... If it does have a gay character in it, but their gayness is not the story, yeah, is it still a gay story, or is it also? See, that's the thing. If these people took a second to actually think about it, mm. the whole thing would collapse for them. Because yeah, this conversation yeah. makes no fucking sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's put that to bed. Let's okay. Yeah, we ranted enough. Are we going to talk? I mean, about Prince Philip. Oh my, wh- it, nothing to say again. It just feels weird not to bring it up. Okay, this is our acknowledgement that he died. He died. Yeah. He died, he died at the humble age of 99. That's annoying though, isn't it? Yeah, he, he was two months away from getting a birthday card from the Queen. Yeah. On his 100th birthday. What's your view, I mean, I know already, but I'll ask, on the people who celebrate his death? Oh, celebrating his death? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, it's not, I don't, why? Why does it matter Patriarchy, to you? Why is it, I don't know. Is it that? Partly that. Is it like, oh, because he didn't, like... Prince Philip, like, he had opinions. Yeah. And not all of those opinions were well, he was well articulated. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of those opinions were rooted in a society that no longer exists because yeah. he's been alive for nearly a, a century. Mm-hmm. The world a century ago is completely different. We had different attitudes and all that. Yep. Like, how old was he when civil rights started? Let's do some quick maths. If he was 99, hmm. take off 100 from 2021. Okay. It's 1921. She's born in 1922. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his 40s. He's in his 40s. Yeah. When you're in your 40s, like, people are always learning and they're always taking on new information. Well, and they're always... When you're in your fo- I mean, he grew up with nigger. That's the thing, though, is that when you're in your 40s, yeah. I'm not saying that people stop learning when they hit their 40s. No, no, no. But when you hit your 40s, you're pretty much done as a human well, being. Well, and there you? were plenty, obviously, plenty of people before the civil rights movement that weren't racist. Yes. But yeah, like that is the milieu in which yeah. one is raised. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying, like, oh, it excuses any racism that he has. No, it, it was it, always bad. It kind of explains it, but doesn't it? It, it contextualizes it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how racist. I I don't really know what he said. No, I know that lines. I know that he's been called racist. And yeah, like uh, some of his views were considered problematic. It's, I know that like when Meghan Markle yeah. was on about like oh they were yeah. talking about how dark my baby would be. Yeah, everyone was immediately like right, it's Prince Philip. That's I think sh- even you were like oh it's Prince Philip. Well, yeah, I think she said it wasn't right. It wasn't him or the Queen. They said yeah, but I said like 
it doesn't it wouldn't surprise me at all a 99 year old man goes oh you're you're quite you're partly black aren't you yeah would your baby look partly black yeah it's just like would that surprise you in the slightest no exactly no. yeah you know uh, it, not even again coming from a a, a dark place as just like an, an old as twer, just <laughs> an old man just you're black. Will your baby be black? <laughs> that will be incongruous. Well, black people, I sure they're good now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're in now, aren't yeah, they? It's fashionable. Their lives matter or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but that's the thing. Like Prince Philip was, uh, he wasn't anything. No, like people no. knew of him, but like well, the he, Queen is I the mean, one he fought the, in the war. Yeah, he he, he did do. No, no, I'm not, not, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm, what I mean by that is the Queen is the figurehead of the royal yeah, he family. Had no power Prince Philip is also there. Yes, like people don't look to. He's Prince, the first lady. Yeah, people yeah. don't look to Prince Philip in the same way they look at the Queen. Like no. if the Queen was saying the things that Prince Philip said, it would be an outrage mm-hmm. to a lot of people, and yeah. it would be seen as a bit like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't know how I feel about someone with these views representing our country like that. Mm-hmm. I know Prince Philip is still pretty high up the ladder, but he's not like he. Frankly, he mattered less. But he's never going to be anything other than what he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He peaked. <laughs> In terms of, you you know, married the queen, you're done. Yeah, you're done. And I think I've even heard like if he, only that was the same for American politics. Yes, um, Hillary. Yeah, yeah, Michelle. Michelle. Um, but Mel- yeah, I, Melania. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. God, anything can happen. Yeah. Now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard Americans talk about Prince Philip and they're like, I didn't even know this guy existed. Yeah. I think when I was growing up, I knew about the royal family. I knew Prince Charles. I knew the queen. Like mm. he came later. Yeah. You know about the people who are in line to the throne. You don't know yes. about the first lady of the royal family as it were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that like his death matters so much to these people that it's an event worth celebrating. It's like, yeah. oh, the, a figurehead of the patriarchy is dead. I think it, it just comes from a place of, oh, why are we even talking about it? Yeah. And I get it. Like, obviously, it's no, not... No, I, yeah, I get, like, yeah. there's been a lot of news, a lot of news coverage surrounding yes. Prince Philip's death. To be expected. To be expected. But it's, it's and, still fatiguing. And it is fatiguing, but it is news. It is, it is, it is worthy new, newsworthy of reporting. It's big news, yeah. It's big I know news. I just said, like, the guy who's, you know, yeah. it didn't matter too much, but he yeah. is, like, you know... He's part of the the, the, the central national institution. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it was newsworthy. And again, I, I get fatigue and I get it's not really that... It's not a tragedy, certainly. Mm. You know, it's a bit it's a bit sad that yeah, the old man has died. Yeah, say, like, oh, they, they shouldn't be celebrating. It's not like they should be mourning. Just like, you know... No, just like, just the respect of RIP. Like, yeah. no, that's that. I mean, the, the, the crux of it really for me, like the most important thing was today. It was his funeral, I think. And oh, it, it's today? I think so. Okay. Um, and it, it's a picture of the queen in black, obviously, and yeah. a black mask, mm. surrounded by no one. Just oh, on her right. own in the pew at her husband's funeral. Okay. And that has, like, surfaced as, this is coronavirus in a picture. Mm. This is what it's done to the world. Mm. And again, everyone was like, she's privileged. They oh, think of all the people who have died. And like, the very fact that she's privileged is why the point is being fucking made. Yeah. Even the queen. Even, that's the point. Even the most privileged people are yeah. being affected. Yeah. The people who, by your own admission, are affected by nothing. Yeah. What's the affected? use of showing one random dude? Yeah. Like, surrounded like, like, by, you know. Like Jerry down the corner shop. Yeah. Like, look how much it's affected well, Jerry. More like Javon. Javon? I think is oh, what right. I would argue no, no, for. I, didn't, I, I meant that he was like a customer. I didn't mean that he ran the place. Uh, okay. No, I didn't mean that he ran the place. Is that what you... I thought that was what you were implying by the... If he ran the place, there'd be... 
Omar of Neil or something. Yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't thought that's be... what Javon was. No, J- Javon, man. Oh, Javon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because only black people go to court. No, I shows? think the, po- the point would be like, why are we highlighting the Queen when there are like minorities that have suffered? Oh, I see what yeah, you're yeah, doing. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, yes. but yeah, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. And even though there was nobody around her, I think the fact that Kate mm. showed up to the Sarah Everard vigil without a mask left a bad taste in people's mouths. Right. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that was, like, after the vigil. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't bring it up. I thought we would have brought it up. In that I didn't know that she'd gone. Didn't know that she'd gone to the Okay, vigil. it wasn't, like, it was the day after the vigil. Right. Uh, like, the day after the like, thing with the police that, like, hit the news. Yeah, yeah, okay. our conversation. Yes. She turned up to the vigil to basically, like, show her support and, like, oh, look, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm yes. a woman. Yeah. I, um, you know, I have a fairly privileged position and mm. I care about you. Yes. I want to show my support, whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she wasn't wearing a mask. And okay. that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. It's like, right. oh, she thinks she doesn't need to wear a mask. Okay. And also, I think it was seen as like a, oh, this is just a knee-jerk reaction to what Meghan Markle said. Right. Like, William and, and Kate are now, they're trying to sh- come out and show their support just to show that they're nice people. Okay. <laughs> you know? It's, it, it's kind of their job. Yeah. It's their only job at the yeah. moment, is to do stuff like that. Do stuff like that, yeah. But yeah, so I'm wondering if that's why um, okay. they said to the Queen, like, you should probably wear a mask. I know, I know well, it would just be you at your husband. Well, her age as well, you know. But she, she pro- she's been vaccinated, hasn't she? She was probably the first one, right? That's actually... No, um, it's just some random guy in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, actually quite counter thing, though, really. Like, really, she shouldn't be wearing a mask. That should, well, that's what we should be promoting now, really. Yes. If you get vaccinated, you don't Then again, there's the, apparently there's this, like, Indian strain. Oh, it's trying, it is, at this point, it is a form of control. Because mm. it is just like, in America especially... Fauci saying, wear three masks or whatever the fuck it is. Even after you get vaccinated, you still got to wear a mask. Yeah. I tell you what, after I get vaccinated, I am not wearing a mask anywhere ever again. <laughs> tell her, I will take the risk of catching... I'm going to wear a mask, sneeze into it, take it off and rub it in people's exactly. faces. I will take the don't risk. Do that. <laughs> no, obviously don't do that. We'll get the terrorism. Yeah, that. don't do um, that. I will take the risk of maybe catching the South Sudanese strand of the virus, you know. Mm. I don't care. I take a risk of catching flu, of catching one. I, wonder I how, don't care. I wonder how much of it is just uh, Stockholm Syndrome at this point. Oh, there is an element of that. Like, like the fact that a lot of people are being vaccinated, like uh, over 50% of the country has been vaccinated. 67 last 67% yeah. has been vaccinated. Um, and now we've got, like, there's that one particular vaccine that's in very, very rare cases. Yeah. It's causing blood clots. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we should halt, yeah. halt all vaccines. And what was the statistic? Like, it was seven like, in millions. You're more likely to be struck by lightning twice, twice than yeah. to get a blood clot from this vaccine, and yet you want it to stop. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I wonder how much of it is just like, not not like you know, oh, we have to keep everyone in mm. doors. We have to keep them controlled. It's just mm. like, well, I can't imagine. I can't possibly fathom the work that we have to do now that everything's returning back to normal. Yeah, we kind of need like all of a sudden. I realized just how much recovery is required you know? yeah but I, I don't my grandfather is like still he's very kind of the, the argument we always sort of argument we always end up having is um oh you know a new wave coming in and we'll have to lock down again and i said there's only so many times they can do that mm. like enough people are just going to say no after like i'm not doing it again yeah and i said I, and i said to him like after i get vaccinated i'm never wearing a mask anywhere mm. i'm telling i'll tell you that right now it's not happening and he said, oh, you know, you get fined, you get arrested. I said, what if everyone decided to do that? Mm. that no, like everyone said, I'm not going to wear a mask after. So they get the army on the streets. And you're telling me that if every, basically every British person <laughs> said, I refuse to follow this law. Yeah. 
they would just discontinue the law. There's only so much they can do. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I, 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 if we get arrested, you said rebel headquarters at the start of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm after you get vaccinated, refuse to wear a mask anywhere. Oh dear. I'm, yeah, come harass me. <laughs> it's like, what's the fucking point? What's the point? Yeah. You know? Anyway, okay. Prince Philip, sad people who are jubilating, go do one. Yeah. Um, should we do a film review then? Okay. Are we finally done with all the rants? I think we're done with all there the rants. There were more rants than I was expecting there to be. Yeah. Good. Was there? So our target audience will like it, I suppose. Will they? Let us know. Okay. <laughs> right. Film review. Film review. Of what? Palm Springs. What was that at the back? Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I'll come to the front. Beth, Palm Springs. Oh, oh I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> okay. Wait, you can hear me? I, I mean, wh- what? <laughs> so Palm Springs is a yeah. film that came out in 2020. For most. For people, most yeah. people. But for whatever reason, it, the UK release was delayed and delayed and delayed. And, mm-hmm. and now it's finally been released. Taz. That's our excuse for doing it now. Well, it's just come out. For us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because we uh, are creative in the way that we watch things. Mm -hmm. We kind of, like, we get access to things as soon as they come Yeah, usually we we delay reviews until the UK release date. Though I think with Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal, we just blanked. Yeah, and we just did those anyway. Like, obviously, Bad Genius, I I don't know if that is ever going to come out over the years. That's fair game. Yeah, that's fair game. But yeah, like it's 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 annoying, isn't it? It is like, annoying. All of, like we should be past this. We should be well, especially now. Yeah, should be just kind of uni. Yeah, international. It's released, it wasn't even released in the cinema. It was released on streaming. Hulu. So why is it? Yeah. Why is it taken until now? I don't know. I don't. I don't think we get Hulu over here, do we? Because Hulu, every film they've released, um, has come out later here. Okay. So I, yeah, either on Amazon or whatever. Where, where's Palm Springs? over here is well, that I don't know because I, I watched it you watched it illegally yeah shame I obviously did as well no but like you know we'll see we'll see how it you know it, it probably won't be released on DVD though oh I mean I d- doubt it okay you liked it then well I was gonna say it sort of occupies um, a similar place to me as Game Night okay where it's kind of like slightly elevated lowest common denominator comedy yeah, okay. Like, Game Night is just, like, it's it's all the kind of humour that we usually are, like... Yeah. It's just a bit like, yeah, it's, you know... Yeah, yeah. It, gag reflex came from us being critical of mm. American comedies where, like, the main source of humour is just explaining the jokes to you. Yeah. Andy Samberg, who is it, the star of uh, Palmer Springs, along mm. with... Kristen Milioti. Good, because I had no idea who okay. she was. Have, I, have we even seen... Have we ever seen her before? Yeah. She plays, um... Patrick Wilson's wife in Fargo. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought I was like, I'm not sure if I recognize She's been in a bunch, but I think that's where you would have, that's where you would have yeah. seen her in. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Andy Samberg is one of the worst defenders of gag reflex. He is. Um, yeah. I really, really don't like Andy Samberg. I generally, you know, I'm 50-50. Okay. I can, I can take him or I can leave him. Because I, I don't know, this is the thing, Andy Samberg is usually the same in everything that he's in, and I kind don't of. know how much of it is an act. Because the type of person that Andy Sandberg portrays himself to be is the type of person that I hate. He doesn't come across like that in real life, I will say. It does seem to be a bit of a persona. Okay. It's it's an annoying persona. Yeah. I don't like him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No. Um, He's he's the reason I I stopped watching it. The Lonely Island, it's 50-50. Yeah, I like some of this stuff. Hits and misses, yeah. Um, 
I quite like him in Cuckoo, what the first season he was in of Cuckoo. Okay. But yeah, like his film stuff. I just stay away. I don't like pop star, never stop, never stop. And I, I thought I thought that was okay. It's okay, but he's he's doing that in it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, he's good in stalks, but I don't have to fucking look at him in <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, so in Palm Springs. Which what? is I was gonna say this I think that's the reason because Palm Springs, I would have watched this a lot earlier. Mm. But I think that's the reason I didn't, is because Andy Samberg. Okay. They're, like, not only am I going to have to tolerate a film with Andy Samberg in it, mm-hmm. but I have certain expectations as to what the type of humour is going to be. Yes. And it was sort of that, but, like, better. It is better than that, yeah. 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 There is gag reflex in this. A bit. A bit yeah. of that. Like, you know, he's having a conversation with J.K. Simmons yeah. in his back garden, and, like, he looks at his son, and his son is, like watering dog poo mm-hmm. and J.K. Simmons goes my son's watering dog poo mm-hmm. that's weird yeah there's <laughs> like, there's, like a, there's yeah. that but there's it's also um, well the thing it, it's script first I think crucially isn't yes. it yes that's why it, it rises above that yeah I don't like it as much as I like Game Night no but I, I get where, you, where you're coming from yeah, yeah. That comparison yeah it's script first and Andy Samberg reigns himself in to serve the script, I think. Yeah, it feels like he's trying to Yeah, he be a knows character. it's good. He knows it's good. Yeah. So I'm gonna try. Yeah. And when there was supposed to be pathos, there was for me. Okay. Like when he's like everything slips away and she's like, What do you mean he's like everything? It genuinely like, oh yeah, like I didn't hate him doing that, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, because my expectation I know that Andy Sandberg is not like Seth Rogan, Jad Ap- Judd Apatow, like weed smoking. Yeah. Like that kind of guy. Yeah. He's wacky, isn't he? He's, He's wacky, yeah. but like that was my expectation because the 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 premise of Palm Springs is they both get stuck in a time loop. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Essentially. It's Groundhog Day. It's a comedy, like yeah. a, like a lower common denominator comedy mm-hmm. where it's two people who are like young and wacky and irreverent mm-hmm. stuck in a time loop together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was expecting the Judd Apatow version of Groundhog Day, where it's like, oh, dude, we smoke so much weed, we're stuck in the time loop. Yes. Oh my god, we're stuck in the time loop. That means we can smoke more weed. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. And it wasn't that. No, the thing it's got going for it that I really like is the the Sandberg character starts knowing he's stuck. He's been stuck in a time loop was, for a long time. Yeah, that was the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm 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 liking this now. Yeah, it's about like educating another person on what it means to be because the film world. starts and he's doing the Andy Sandberg thing. Yeah, where he's kind of cocky and wacky, yeah. and it's like if if like. I wonder how much... Like, they probably didn't write the film knowing Andy Samberg was going to do it. Mm. But it does feel like it's sort of um, playing on your expectation. Yeah. Because, like, oh, he's just... Like, I watched it, I was like, oh, he's just being Andy Samberg. And then, like, Inciting Instant about to hit. Yeah. Like, he's about to wake up again, and it's going to be the same day. And yeah. no, he's already... Yeah, he's already, yeah. like, years and years into this time loop. Yeah. He's, like, compl- he's familiar with everything. Yeah. It's through the eyes of Christina... Kristen Milioti. Kristen Milioti. Yeah. She is sort of the audience surrogate. Yeah. Like, this is the beginning of her time loop. Also, for me, the highlight of the film. I, I Oh, yeah, she's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked her. Very good actress in general, but I yeah, I liked her a lot in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do like the kind of... There are occasional points where they prioritize a kind of tangent joke over what should be happening. Mm. But I do like a lot... So, the, the one example, when he's talking about all the people that he sl- had a sexual encounter with. Mm. He's like, your dad... She's like, what? And then it cuts to them. It's like, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. I did think that was really funny. Okay. And so I liked those little diversions. Mm. He's like, I'm just kidding. I didn't do anything with your dad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a bit of a pleasant surprise because I expected, because obviously he was getting all these comparisons to Groundhog Day. I'm like, you're setting me up to hate it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Groundhog Day is such a good film. Yes. Such a well-written film. Yeah. But no, that, I liked that it had that edge, that he knew what was happening 
And it's pretty exhaustive in all the possibilities of that world. Yeah, like it's 90 minutes long. Yeah. And it's done by the end of those 90 minutes. Yeah. There's nothing left to do. Yeah, every like, because that's the benefit of him knowing, like he knows what doesn't work. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, maybe do this. He's like, oh, I tried that. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe if we do like a really virtuous thing, he's like, oh, I haven't thought of that. Yeah, that exactly. occurred to me. Yeah. And I like this never explained. You don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, that's good yeah. as well. Just um, a cave. And if you go yeah, there... Yeah, magical cave. Yeah. There are dinosaurs, I guess. There are di- at one point, there are dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what do you think? Because they show up at the end. Spoiler alert, they get out of the time loop. Yeah. Um, and the dinosaurs show up after they've exited the time loop. Do they? Yes. It's the final shot of the film. Is it? Yeah. They, it pans up to the horizon. It pans out. And the dinosaurs. And there, there are dinosaurs on the horizon. That's interesting. So what do you think is going on there? I don't know. I can't say I noticed that. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that's the shot. Maybe like I, as soon as it started panning out, I was like, oh, that's the end. Maybe <laughs> I, so I just didn't. <laughs> no, I'm done with that now. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's turned it no, off. No, I couldn't have done, because there's a post-credit, mid-credits thing as well, isn't there? Oh, I think I missed that. You missed that? Yeah, because I, okay, I skipped right. to the end. They get out of the time loop, you of think. credits, yeah. They, they go to someone's house where they always like lounge in the pool mm. and then the family come home. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess they came home on the Tuesday or whatever it is. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, they got out of the time loop. Yeah. The mid-credit scene is J.K. Simmons bumping into Andy Samberg at the wedding again and talking to him like he knows him and Andy Samberg doesn't recognize him. And then oh. J.K. Simmons knows that it worked. Because I think she sends J.K. Simmons a letter explaining. Oh, okay. And he's like, oh, and he smiles. And that's how the film ends. Okay. So I think they do get out, but I don't know what the hell the dinosaurs are meant to imply then. Hang on. That is strange. Oh, no. Okay. And I was trying to work out the the physics of Andy Samberg suddenly not knowing J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Where like that world just has those characters and like it replicates when they... No idea. Because they came out of the time loop with all the memories of them being in the time loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe... I don't know. But maybe, like, because they've come out of the time loop, the day that... Yeah, because the day that J.K. Simmons is experiencing is the first version of that day. Yeah. So the Andy Samberg that exists on that day... Yes. ...is the first version of Andy Samberg, who didn't know... Yeah. ...doesn't know that he's about to enter a time loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, okay, I can sort of figure that out. Yeah. I don't know what the dinosaurs mean. No idea. Because they show up in the time loop. And Andy yeah. Sandberg is like, okay, that's new. That's new, yeah. I don't know, is it like, it's not literal? I mean, it's a, it would be a weird thing to do, but is it more like a poetic thing? Because obviously, it's when they basically fall in love with each other. Yeah. And they see the dinosaurs. And he's like, yeah. oh, novelty. Um, so is that just at the end? Like the dinosaurs are just an emblem of their love. So it's not, they're not actually there. It's just like a, a commentary on what's going on. Okay. But that would be weird. That would be weird. Like that would be beyond the film that I saw. Yes. To do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I quite like it if that is what it is. Okay. But also, it's also like, if it's the last shot, that's a twist. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The dinosaurs are there. They're still stuck in the, the loop. <laughs> but they wouldn't be, would they? Why are the dinosaurs in the time loop? I don't know. I don't think it's ever explained. Because if the it? dinosaurs are stuck in the time loop, they would have to have entered the time loop on the same day that uh, Andy Samberg and... Yeah. They all entered the Because, like, the dinosaurs being there is, like, the first sign that it's not just a loop. It's like there's other stuff going on. Yeah, like time distortion. Yeah, well, there's, there's, like, a cosmic agent doing this. Yeah. You know? So I have no, I have no idea. Okay. 
Maybe we, that, there's probably a few essays written on what do the dinosaurs mean in Palm Springs. Maybe so we should probably read up after. Okay. Th- after doing this, so any, any other thoughts? General thoughts? Um, yeah, I like that he already knows everything. Yeah. That's good. There's sort of another version of that later on in the film as well, mm-hmm. where yeah. after she has been in the time loop for a while, and her and Andy Samberg have like they've hooked up and they've started to form a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. She wakes up back in her hotel room, yeah, as she does every single day. Mm-hmm. And it should be said that the 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 foundation of this is that they've all they're all attending a wedding. Yes, it's what's her name, Kristen Milioti. <laughs> Kristen Milioti. It's her sister's wedding. Yeah, Andy Samberg is dating one of the bridesmaids. Yes. That's how they're both there. Yes, um, and she wakes up after having slept with Andy Samberg with this sort of glow of like, mm-hmm. oh, I I feel in love. I yes, love. and. The groom walks into the room, mm-hmm. and it's clear that the night before mm-hmm. they slept together. Yes. So every night, every day, every t- day the time loop, re- every time the time loop resets, <laughs> she is waking up in the bed of her sister's soon-to-be husband, yes. having just slept with him. Yes. And that comes at like fifty minutes, forty minutes into the film. Yeah, it's like something a, like it's that. like a twist. Yeah, and there are actually like allusions to this earlier on in the time loop. Yeah, yeah, her looking kind of guilty when they her looking their guilty. Vows there's and, like yeah. a, there's like during one of the loops, she whispers something to her sister that upsets her. Yeah, and it's clearly that, and that's her trying to do something genuinely selfless. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, like informing her like your yeah. husband is not faithful yes. to you, and you know, yeah, like the the script doesn't feel the need to explain everything to you straight away. It no. lets you. It lets things unfold naturally, and that's one of the strengths of it. Yes. Is that it doesn't feel the need to explain things, and it knows how to pace itself. Yeah. It's a very well-paced film. Very well-paced. Very well-paced. Yeah, and again, it's exhaustive. Like, I can't think of what more they could have done, really. No, yeah. It's like, oh, dying, like, they deal with that. You can't, you die, you just wake up. Mm. If you try and leave, he says, I went to Equatorial Guinea or something, yeah. and nothing happened. J.K. Simmons, like, um, he, he plays a guy that... Andy Samberg pulled into the time loop on accident or yeah. kind of like not realising the implications of yes. the two. Yeah. That's how we sort of find out something is amiss. Yeah. Because he's, he's gone to hook up with her mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden J.K. Simmons like shoots him with a bow and arrow <laughs> and you're genuinely like, what? I gotta say, her reaction to that yeah. was the first that, oh, she's really good in this because you never see a genuine reaction in films to yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, what? But she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's happening? Like, she yeah. freaks out. I was like, yeah. That was an appropriate response. <laughs> That's how you yeah. would react to someone you're about to sleep with. Yeah. Getting shot, shot in the fucking back with an arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes to visit J.K. Simmons at one point, who has long since accepted his fate. Yeah. Because that's like the threat at the beginning of the film is J.K. Simmons will occasionally show up yeah. and try to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, having lost, like, they fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, not him and J.K. Simmons, him mm. and... Kristen Milioti. Kristen Milioti. What's her character's name? I don't know. Okay. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Niles and Sarah. Niles and Sarah, yeah. yes. Sarah, okay. Yes, Sarah. So, Zara. Zara. Sarah. Um, so, him and Sarah fall out. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like, as a, as a result, she, like, makes a point of going off and doing her own thing. Yeah. Like, at that, at that, that point, the narrative kind of splits. Mm-hmm. So... We're kind of following both her and Andy Samberg for a while. Then they have an argument, and then the film just exclusively follows him yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it follows the same period of time from her perspective. Yes. So when we're just with Andy Samberg, he can't find her anymore because she keeps leaving. Yeah. So he is, like, depressed because he realized, oh, I was actually in love with that girl. Yes. And I fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm stuck in eternity living with my failure. Yes. Uh, so he goes to J.K. Simmons' house 
to like basically be like torture me kill yeah. me I don't care <laughs> yeah. and J.K. Simmons just like look I've just accepted that I'm yeah. just going to live in this time loop with my family mm-hmm. like captured in amber as mm-hmm. it were like my daughter will always yeah be young and you know everything like that that's good but he also says like but I'll never walk her down the aisle but stuff. yeah so, yeah, so yeah. There's, there's a tragedy to yes. it they, they make a they're good at pulling the yeah the tragedy out of the situation as well mm-hmm. but yeah like he says um after you ran me over with a car because mm. <laughs> whenever they die and whenever they fall asleep the time loop resets mm-hmm. but hypothetically if you don't fall asleep mm-hmm. the time loop won't reset yes because he says I was taken into hospital after you ran me over and they kept me awake yeah because they were worried I would fall into a coma implying that he was awake for like days yeah after the time loop is supposed to reset yeah it's good. Like it has, it's, it's like, it's obviously the Groundhog Day comparisons are inevitable. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think the film cares that much. No. There's no, no like, um, I don't know if you ever did a Sam's lexicon on this, but you know, when a film is paying uh, an homage to something mm. and they include references to that. Mm-hmm. So for example, uh, the, I know what you mean. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind, I think there's a film called, nope, no idea what it's called, Okay, but it's a time travel film. Yeah. And um, Michael J. Fox is in it. I know the one. As a yeah. reference to... It's the black to, time travel. Yeah, I can't remember what yeah. it's called. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a reference to Back to the Future. Yeah. So it's like, we're paying homage to Black to the, black to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the film should have been called Black, black to the, the Future. Future. Of course it um, but yeah, we're paying uh, homage to it. So yeah. we're going to introduce um, Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yeah, there was a word oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. But I that's legacy casting. Legacy casting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that, that, that's not like... That's not actually referencing... It would be like him going, like in the movie, Back to the Future. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, there's none of that. There's no reference to Groundhog Day in this film. No, I mean, other than kind of swatting away that that is where we're going to go with it. Yeah. Based, like cause he, when she says, oh, maybe it's doing something virtuous. And he's like, no, thought yeah. of that. It's not that. So it's kind of differentiating itself yeah. from Groundhog Day. Yes. So yeah, the point is like the Groundhog Day comparisons are inevitable, but the film still manages to do its own thing with yeah. those rules. But I like that as well. I like that um, there's no poetic way out of the time loop. Mm. The only way out of the time loop was for her to basically learn how quantum physics work. Yeah. She Like she puts the time to good use. She learns like the physics of what's happening and basically like explodes them out of the time loop it's yeah. like a scientific practical solution do you not think though i mean that that is in a good way the film having its cake and eating it because i would say that's not what it is it is the fact that they admit they love for each other and she says life would be slightly less mundane if you were in it oh and yeah then they blow the thing up so it's having its poetic and its logical it is cake, which i'm fine with but like, yeah i don't know that her knowing quantum physics is actually what the film does have that poetic logic to it. Okay. So. But that's the thing. Like, by having that poetic logic, you're sort of implying the presence of a higher power. Well, there like, almost certainly is, isn't there? But there's some... Yeah, that there's some higher being yeah. that is contriving a time loop to make sure that these two people end up together. Whereas yeah. if, like, the solution is, oh, I just have to blow up the time loop, mm. there is no higher being. So it depends which one. Well, it depends which one the film wants you to invest in. I would. I would say that the whole idea of a time loop in Groundhog Day and this implies a being behind it. Okay. I would say. Okay. Because you know it's such an artificial construct, mm. but you're just not meant to think about that, really, are you? Yeah. It is what it is. And um, what do you think of its conclusions? Because obviously the whole film, it's an existential Camus Kierkegaard absurdity thing. Yeah. Groundhog Day, I can't really remember. I know, obviously, he's in love with... Um, what's her face? Yeah. Is it raining? I hadn't noticed. What's her name? Uh, Andy McDowell. Yes. 
and he's he's pursuing her and ultimately they they get together when he's no longer interested that interested in her mm. when she's not the object of his affection yeah she's like oh do you want to have a coffee he's like yeah we can but i gotta go do something now mm. and that's when she falls in love with him and i think that's what breaks him out of the yeah i think it's him acting um like basically yeah. solving everybody's problems Being that's what breaks, yeah that's what yeah. breaks him out of the time loop so i mean what do you think of it you know on on a thematic commentary at level what do you think of its the author's point of palm springs well that they it's a practical solution they use rather than the no no one. like the, the, so if in groundhog day it's saying that the solution to mundanity because the whole thing of absurdity right with like camu the myth of sisyphus thing mm. is i think he said one must imagine sisyphus happy because he's always achieving his task. And right, kind of, okay. Um, yes, the idea is life is absurd. Mm. And I think it was Camus. I'm, I'm trying to think back to when I was like 17. <laughs> um, like, when, when faced with the absurdity of life, you have three options. You can either go to religion, which is false, mm. kill yourself, or accept the absurdity. Okay. And one should accept the absurdity is the whole thing. Mm. In Groundhog Day... If the answer the answer is escape from mundanity, essentially the solution to life is being selfless. Mm. What's Palm Springs? Um, it's just about finding someone to go on the journey with. You know, I, I don't know because like Sarah, is, I'll just remember it by a character yeah. name now. Um, Sarah, I mean, that's what you should be doing anyway. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't like a like a tacit. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I don't. You know. I only think of them as the actors. The performances were so bad, I can't even remember yes. the characters. Like, no, it's yeah. good. They're good on both fronts. Yes. Um, and J.K. Simmons is always a laugh. He is. So it's yes. good. It's good to. He's not in it enough for me, but okay. he's, in, he's in it as much as he needs to be for the story. So yeah. I'm not going to complain okay. too much. Um, but yeah, Sarah learns. <laughs> She's reminded me of something. I like the. Because, um... yeah, for me, it is, it's a comedy mostly, I suppose. Mm. But I, I didn't. That wasn't my experience of it. For me, it was like a, a well written film. Okay. But. Uh, I really like the bit where at the, the first day of the loop and they're at the wedding and Kristin Milioti is just kind of standing at the side, not interested. And a guy comes up to her. He's like, come on, dance with me. Hmm. She's like, I said no earlier. Why would I change my mind, my mind now? And she says, and he says, oh, because you've drunk more. And she says, you can't say that to me, dude. Yeah. And then just the way he kind of, he says, don't judge me. And he just does a little weird little dance move. <laughs> yeah, and he just goes up the throat. I love that. That's yeah. brilliant. I don't need a lecture right now. I don't need a lecture right now. Like, he just turns this Yeah. No, it has its moments. It does. You know, it it does. does have its moments. Yeah. Um, so carry on. Sorry, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of learns her way out of the loop. Like she puts her time to good use. Mm. Which given that she was a waster before, like she was an alcoholic yeah. who slept around and she was a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Had no direction. Mm-hmm. Um like learning quantum physics yes. and exploding them out of a time loop. Yeah. That's like a complete turnaround for that character. She's putting yeah. her time to good use. She's making something of herself. Yeah, I, I, I think ultimately it's saying that there are many ways. Yeah. There's more than one way to escape uh, the cycle of, yeah. of banal life. But also like you could see it as well as like they both, like Andy Sandberg is, is irreverent. Yeah. Like that this time loop has made him cynical. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's, nothing matters. Well, he makes himself vulnerable, doesn't he? Yeah, and conf- you know, yeah, he makes himself and, vulnerable yeah. and confesses his love for yeah. her. And she's like, "I'm," he's like, "I'm genuinely willing to give this a chance." And she pulls her socks up. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah. they fix their own problems rather yes. than Groundhog Day is he fixes everyone else's problems. Yeah. Palm Springs is they fix, fix their, their own, own problems. problems. 
So yeah. I suppose it's that. Yeah. But I did like that... Because, um, yeah, he goes to J.K. Simmons at one point in the film, and J.K. Simmons is like, I've accepted my fate. Mm-hmm. And Andy Samberg says to him, okay, I'll leave now, but can you kill me? So that I just go straight back to the beginning of the time loop rather than having to drive back. Yeah. Which I liked as like yeah, a little yeah, detail. Practical. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't want to hit the traffic, so yeah. can you just kill me now? <laughs> He's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And he kills Andy Sandberg. Cut to black. We go back to the beginning, like where Sarah breaks off from Andy Sandberg. Yeah. Um, and we see her version of that. Mm-hmm. Obviously framing it as like she is going to find a solution. Yeah. A way to get out of the time loop. And I was worried that the final gag, the final punchline of the film is that she finds the way out of the time loop mm. on a day where Andy Sandberg gets killed. Oh, So he okay. stays dead. Yeah. So I'm glad that didn't happen. That would have ruined everything. It would have. Yeah. But I thought the film was... I'm not saying... Like, it wasn't cynical. It wasn't a cynical... No, film. There, was, cynical there was cynicism though. in it, but that cynicism yeah. that the characters grow out it's of. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he said, you know, I am the Antichrist. Yeah. Like, I'm just kidding. There is no God. Like, I would actually... The situation he's in is closest thing to proof that there actually is Yeah, the, the, but, if there's not God, there's something. Yeah, there's yeah. something to it. Yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, no, it, it's not a nihilistic film. No. Speaking of where... Oh, no, we'll wait. Oh? We'll wait. Because I was going to say uh, about nihilistic films, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, we're not going to talk yeah, about Snyder yet. Yeah, we won't talk yeah. about that. No, okay. Uh, nice little spoiler yeah. for... That's, what, that's one opinion that I'll give. Well, we, we might... It might be next episode. It probably will be. Given how far we're yeah. into his filmography and the rate at which we're watching yeah. them, we'll probably be done by the time we're recording It'll be the, the next, next episode. One, yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I was worried that like, oh, it's a comedy, we have to do like a... An Irreverent. Un- yeah, like an unconventional surprise yeah. ending. But I'm, I was fine with the fact that they went with the conventional, like, yeah. they confess their love for each other, they end up together. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with this. This is like... The way it's resolved itself, it's, the way it's resolved itself, the way it conducted itself, yeah, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, it's an incredibly easy watch. And I think the Rocky rule, in if it, sort of, hmm. wouldn't have worked in this film. If the Rocky rules, they're happy, but they have to be stuck in this place forever. Yeah, because that would have been an, another kind of easy thing to do. Is look, it doesn't matter, right? Because he does try to do that, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't want to leave at one point. Hmm. Um, if it'd been look, we have each other. It doesn't matter. We can be here forever. I would have hated that. Yeah. Like, no, Yeah. They, it should be the traditional, they get out and they're happy. And yeah. that's kind of that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I had no notes for this film. Oh, okay. Uh, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Nice, easy watch. You'll have no problems with it. It's not It's not going to take up most of your afternoon like no. Justice League would. It's, it's, it's the right level of... It requires the right level of thought. It's a breezy watch with a bit of food for thought. Yeah. Um, it's not too heavy. I think it's hard to hate. Oh, yeah. It, it's hard to hate. You, yeah. you probably like it whoever you are. And that's coming from someone who really doesn't like Andy Sandberg. Yeah. Like, I, I completely tolerate him in this. Yes. That's that then, I guess. That's that. That's Palm Springs. Go that's watch Palm it. Palm Springs. And that's everything. Unless you've got anything else. No, I... No. No, Do you, I don't. You really don't? No, I really don't. Okay. No, it's just because I looked at the time, like how long we've been going. Oh, I see. Okay. It's like, no, it's all right. We're yeah, done. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay, fantastic. That's that. Um, see you in a fortnight. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.